Now batting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Happy birthday! We're a little hot in here, Amory. Bringing us back down to earth. It's Wednesday, everybody. Still a little hot. So am I. You know what that means. The we, birthday boys are here. It is. It is our third birthday. Hey, Marie, do you know it's the third anniversary of this program right here today, this very second? Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank I, you very I, much. I didn't know or I would have prepared better. <laughs> I maybe can pull up a birthday song or... There's the one you can't do. The one everyone does... So I'll have to think of something better. Yeah, that's not under ASCAP BMI CSAC. <laughs> Does, uh, cannot get it out there over the airwaves. Three years ago today, Van and I started ABQ Central on these very airwaves. It was a 7 a.m. on a Saturday morning. That's correct. And that's the first time I knew that I would have a blood feud that would continue forever with one Mike Vital. That was the day I learned that. Yeah. Good for him skipping out on today, <laughs> little coward. <laughs> I think he had no choice. To take this that's heat. why I'm here. <laughs> He'll be back. By the so, way, he'll be back for a little bit tomorrow. Oh, how exciting. Oh, right. Who knew? For the last hour, I'm just letting you know. Who knew? Hey, okay. Yeah, Coming in hot. I didn't get the Happy email. birthday. So for your third anniversary, Fred, Uh huh. it's leather. Oh. And that's kind of on brand for us. Yeah, I've been looking for a choker. Because a lot of people think we're a couple already. I'm trying to get a choker. Like a cord one, though, you know, like a collapsible one. What's the best kind of leather? Today's nine anniversary. I don't know. I think I accidentally followed a YouTube page called Leather Daddy. Okay. And that's uh, that's like a tool, a multi-purpose tool you use to work on leather materials? I think that's what I thought at first. Yeah. Boy, was I wrong. That's not what it is. That is not what it is. Uh, they have their own flag, so there's a thing. And by the way, leather all people Daddy? should. All people should have their own flag. Don't have a problem with that. Genuine leather is not what you think it is. Because it's pony leather? Nice. I'm a full grain guy. Top grain is an expensive one. Don't think it works as well as full grain. If you buy split grain leather, get out. I think nice leather shoes is what keeps me from being a vegan. There are some nice leather shoes. Yeah. I'm a big leather shoe guy. Like Alan Edmonds dress shoes and then Jordans. Like that's my jam. I have a, a a bunch of each. I don't drop name brands. See, I don't I don't have name brands on my clothes. No, none. But like shoes, like I will rock Jordans. I will be proud of my Allen Edmonds. I think what you're talking about is a Jay Z line. We've got a good program today. A Maria is producing. Kenny Thomas will join us at five o'clock. Tough loss for the team enchantment last night. The boys fell to the number one seed. We're going to talk about that and what Kenny plans on doing here in town for the next couple months as he will be around. We've got a fun little Little League story. We're going to hit on that at 6.15 because the all-star softball team from Paradise Hills going to Waco, Van. They're on their way to the Little League World Series. For- the, the what? Yep. So there's a big deal. 
We're going to hit on that, obviously. The ESPYs are tonight. We will go into depth on that. This is, without a doubt, the most boring sports day of the year. Uh, the day after the All-Star Game? Are you kidding me? I there's, could do three hours on the All-Star Game. You're a crazy person. There's only one story from the All-Star Game. We will hit on that for certain. Also, why, why do these kids have to go to Waco? You should be rewarding them for their success, not punishing them. I've never been to Waco. Okay, I'm sure it's lovely. Waco is my El Paso. So I'm looking up some fun facts about Waco, and Google says no results found. So that that can't be Oh, never mind. It's an internet thing. Waco to me, I know about one thing I know about tragedy. That's the only thing I know about from Waco. Yeah, Apparently, the David Koresh stuff. Yeah, the Koresh stuff. I, I think they've moved on from that, I hope. You would think. It's been a minute. Well, they're obviously they got the Little League World Series for softball. So that's going to be something out there. We will talk at birth about that. A. Marie hosted the morning show this morning as Jeff and JJ are on assignment in Las Vegas. There are worse assignments to get, that's for sure. That's 100% for sure. Stole our co-host, too. So what are they doing? They're at the Mountain West Conference? Is that what they're doing? Uh, yeah, yeah, Mountain West Media Week. Ooh. Hopefully we'll have more info tomorrow. They, as they started today. Oh, okay. So they'll be checking in with you tomorrow, or they have the program back? Uh, um, no, they'll be back Friday. Amory. Hey, Amory, hey, one of your friends are already calling you. Uh, hey, everyone, Amory's hey, here. Phone's ringing. 505-246-0610. We're giving away Wiz Khalifa tickets today, too. Wait, what time? So here's what happened. I'm going to call in. These, well, these Wiz Khalifa tickets, like behind the scenes, they got a little bit of a story. But what it is is I was like, hey, we got a bunch of Wiz Khalifa tickets? Let me give those away. And then promotions was like, you kind of have a lot of enthusiasm about this, Fred. I'm like, the friends of the show like Wiz Khalifa. Like, what is, like, take them away from pop and rock. Give them to me. The Venn diagram of two men on fans and Wiz Khalifa fans, I didn't expect to overlap. Boy, was I wrong. There's so many. Black and yellow, black and yellow. Gonna be a good one tomorrow. You are at the Top Golf as the YMCA is holding their Top Golf event. You're gonna have a star-studded list of guests. I know John Trob's coming out because the Isotopes today announced their Breaking Bad items, like their giveaways. And That's stuff. exciting. They have some cool stuff. I bet they do. So I thought it was gonna be like weird, like from the set, like and and forgive me because I don't know Breaking Bad the way that I obviously should. Right. I know, I know John and John Trob over there at the Isotopes. I know him and like. Cranston are like pretty good friends like it's the whole thing but this is like original drafts of scripts this is like super unique stuff it's not just like like hey you you for a brief second saw this KFC bucket it's not KFC on there what is it polo polo chicken yes los pollos hermanos yes it's not it's not just like hey a family fun box of that no it's like legit one-of-a-kind stuff it's not a napkin that Jesse Pinkman used to wipe chicken grease off of his face that one time they had the meeting there. I don't know what you are talking about, but yes, if that is a thing, yes, it's it not is. that thing. So that's going to be a good one. Actually, that girl from Carlsbad was the manager of Los Poyos Hermanos in Breaking Bad. A little fun fact. A little shout out to Seabania. Well, I'm in on that. So there's something crazy right now, like over... There's like over 30 auction items. Um, it's going to be good. It's going to be really good. So John will join you tomorrow at Top Golf for that. And everyone else who is a friend of the show. The TBT last night, you were there in person. 
Yeah. I had a I had an arrangement. I had to be somewhere, so I wasn't there in person. I had to tune on the ESPNU. Good little broadcast in the ESPNU, but did that energy translate from the building van? How was the energy at the pit last night? Look, the pit was on fire. Yeah. It was a good turnout, <clears throat> as expected. A little bit less than the rivalry game. Mm-hmm. But the turnout was great. The energy was great. It was a lot of fun to be there, and it got real spicy. Okay. Yeah. There's a little. There's a little. Uh, a Russell tussle that came through a on fracas. Yeah, so on the ESPN that was there. I could feel that. Coach Lafonso, I believe it's Lafonso Ellis. That is correct. Of the uh, the Heart Fire. That is correct. I need to find the origin of that name meaning, but well, I mean, Heart it, Fire. It, That's very dangerous. It's, uh, you take tums for that. I heard uh, burritos give it to you. Yeah, yeah. X is going to give it to you. Ooh. Yeah, but after the the fracas, the crowd was just going bonkers. And luckily, the fracas was preceded by a 12 or 14-0 run, so the crowd was like way down. And then that little fracas got the crowd back into it, and the crowd's energy remained for the whole rest of the game. And it was it was close. They battled all the way to the end, but Heartfire ended up taking it in the long run. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. We'll talk to Kenny Thomas about that. But how many people were in attendance? I would say over 3,000. Over three? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Big championship game will be Thursday night. That will be uh, that'll be good. You know, that'll be super good. Um, obviously, we've got the Top Golf event. There's some stuff going on. I, I'm, I'm on assignment tomorrow, so, so I'll be away. But if I would go to just watch good basketball because it's been, it's been very good basketball. I, I didn't get to see any of the other teams play, but I'm assuming – it was as competitive and as fun as the Enchantment game. So whether or not the Enchantment are in it, which unfortunately they are not, right. I would say go out to the pit. Go out to the pit. Support the, the TBT tournament. Yeah, I agree. Go have some fun. Well, and, and if you also – you could buy, like, the entire thing of tickets. Like, you, it was you could buy a single game or you could buy – if you ha- just go. Go and support. Because this is what's going to bring, like, this kind of excitement back to the pit. Like it's being able to put on like a good show and have a good presence, and and kind of be all the things that are associated with that. So, so anyways, team enchantment uh, catches the L last night. Tough, toughly battled though. I I was just insanely impressed with B Mason and Kenny Thomas and kind of all those guys that went out and threw that thing together. So so just excellent on all of them. And from what I understand, New Mexico out of all the TBT pre tournaments was the most attended venue. So we got the most butts in the seats oh, wow. out of any venue of all the TBTs. Where'd you learn that one? Uh, people who know more about sports than I do. Oh, okay. That's not so bad. Obviously, the All-Star Game was last night. A couple narratives coming out of that. We're going to break down A. Murray hosting the morning show this morning. Her and Robert broke down every division in the NFL, so I'm very excited to tell her and the friends of the show who tune in for both programs how wrong she was. Well, and we did five of them, actually. We didn't do all of them. If it, you know there's eight of them. Well, do you want to do the remaining three now? You can do that tomorrow sure. morning. Or, yeah. I'm doing a lot tomorrow. Yeah, we can do today, <laughs> tomorrow. Let's an- I know how much you love the NFL, so. Let's analyze the five you went through then, because that's what you had me fired up on as I was... Uh, I also send it to you guys in your email. I have it here, yes. And... By the way, it's fun to see how other people like show prep for stuff. Mm. Like my style, which I've had like whatever for years now, is my style. Mm-hmm. Avery style, I'm instantly jealous of. Like, well, I sent you the article. I didn't write. I have a, a bunch of notes. Too. Yeah, your life is way more together than mine. 
I just kind of guess at it. Well, All, that's your thing. All-Star game is very good. We'll break that down when we get back. I, I, hey, I get it. Nine in a row. Hey, I get it. These aren't the childhood everyone wears their jo- I get all, but I'm going to tell you what. There was one moment in this All-Star game where I was like, the king has arrived. The king is here. The king! And I, I, I also had one of those moments, and it's not going to be who you think it is. I cannot wait. Here we go. Two men on live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. Start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. Spend our evenings at Hollow Spirits. And the weekend is for New Mexico's Vodka, Teller Vodka. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Does the All-Star Game deserve nine innings of attention? Am I speaking for objective sports fan or me? I don't trust you as the voice of objective sports fan, but I trust you as the voice of objective sports van. Okay. So give me a van. a lifelong All-Star Game fan. I am captivated by it every year. I love the storylines. I love the one-year wonders who make it to the All-Star Game. I love the veterans who get to get in the All-Star Game. I love the fun camaraderie of the All-Star Game. And sometimes it's actually a good game. And yesterday it was actually a good game, so good for them. But not me. Sports fan is just like, meh. Home run derby's fun. We don't care about the All-Star Game. People tune in and out, though? Is it that kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. They got something else going on. They'll do the thing. It's not must-watch television like it is for me. Fox was doing some crazy stuff last night. So Fox, and maybe Fox is confused. Because Fox Fox thinks that baseball is entertaining. Hold on. And it is not. Baseball, when watched by a fan is the opposite of Russell Crowe. They are not entertained. Uh, It is boring. It is monotonous. It is tedious. There are unnecessary breaks. There is everything about it that is grass growing or paint drying, and that can only be appreciated by a trained eye. Introducing baseball to casual fan, absolute failure. Fox doesn't care. They're putting microphones on everyone. They're giving me cool cameras. Love that. They're giving me in-dugout interviews. Love that. They're they're slapping up Pappy with a bunch of Paps Blue Ribbons. Love that. And he's running around saucy. Love that. Ribbon dudes on their paychecks. Love that. Fox, do you know this is baseball we're talking about? Good for them. Good for them for being innovative. Good for them for trying hard. Because that's something that the organization themselves do not do. Take a, take a hint, Major League Baseball. Look what Fox is doing. Fox is making baseball fun. Fox is giving personality to these players that the majority of the universe knows nothing about. No one knows anything about baseball players. No. I looked out on that field last night. Do you know how many like baseball players I knew? Here's the thing. I like baseball. I'm in the. I do all of them. I do 100%. But for real, people don't. People don't know the up the middle for either team. There's not known names. And then when you're watching the thing last night, the game, 
The Yankees are up. Everyone should know the Yankees. The All-Star Game is for Yankees fans. And when the Yankees are up, they're striking out and giggling about it. And when they're outfield, they're giggling about it. And Yankees fan is like digging their own fingernails into their palms because this isn't how baseball is supposed to be. And then two bats later, Giancarlo Stanton used to be Mike Stanton, fake names, everything. He hits a ball 625 feet. Crushes. I got a picture pulled up right here. Of how far it went? No, of him the moment he struck the ball. Yeah. The ball. Is rubber. Is wrapped around his bat. Correct. In some freakonomics physics that I've never heard of before. The only way to hit it as hard as Giancarlo Stanton is to defy physics and put a what looks to be a two and a half indention on a baseball. It looks like as if you rested a hacky sack on a baseball bat. Mm -hmm. That's what it looks like. Yes, exactly that. And then Yankees fan has to eat their words real quick because they're watching the game and they're like, my boys don't care about winning. They're just make, they're making a travesty of the game. I'm an old man slow and I hate all this. And here's the thing. They just forget about the last play as soon as it happens. That's how baseball players work. They can be in the outfield, gloves up, scream laughing at each other because none of this matters and go up and hit a dinger and earn yeah. a drumstick at the end of the game. I'm in on this. Look, pissed off Yankees fan. Super pissed off like Yankees over fan. Over excitable Yankees fan. Everything Yankees You know, this fan. isn't just Yankees fan. This it is, is for every team. This You're, is for every sport. Ah, uh, putting but, the fun back in fanatic. Yes, nice. see? Like, have some fun. This is the all-star game. Remember, uh, World Series home field advantage does not stupid. rest on the all-star game anymore. That was so stupid. That was a very stupid rule, and now it's over. Now it's just supposed to be fun. You're supposed to highlight the best players of the first half of the season. You're supposed to celebrate America's pastime, which I'm glad they're still using that name, even though it's not whatsoever. Have some fun. Twitter is like this. Twitter's like, I don't want to listen to that pitcher talk out there. Why is John Smoltz sending him pitches in his earpiece? Because that's very entertaining. That's insanely entertaining. What's the name of the cat from Toronto? That's insanely entertaining. So you, you said you're going to have a moment. Oh, I had a moment. I, and I'm going to guess which moment it is. Well, no, never mind. I won't. I'll let you. Yeah. Because my moment, my moment was Alec Manoa striking out the side. Who? Toronto Blue Jays stud young pitcher. So good. Only baseball fan knows this guy because, number one, he's playing in Canada. Number two, no one follows the Blue Jays. Number three, eh, you know. No one follows baseball anymore. Yeah. But this kid is an absolute stud. He struck out the side at the All-Star game, struck out three people in a row, the best that the other league had to throw at him, and he did it all while on the microphone, having conversations, talking to people. You know how cerebral of a game baseball is? Hey, talk. Then you got a guy talking to you while you're doing the same thing that you've done forever? Hold up. You only think it's a big deal. I only think it's a big deal because we're our age and who we are. He grew up playing Xbox Live, doing this forever. He's been with whoop- that headset on. Yeah. Okay. He's been whooping forever at every sport. Legit fair point. Yes. He knew that victim A, B, and C are going to go back and listen to this as he's up there talking junk, throwing heaters. Not a single mama joke. I kind of it kind of disappointed me. So that's the thing. Now you're going to have writers and stuff. Uh, yeah. Hey, 505-246-0610, Major League Baseball players currently listening. 
I will write some one-liners for you out there. I got zingers for days. That cat from the Yankees comes up and he pokes one in the right, uh, like with the earpiece in. And he's like, "Let's go!" Oh! I'm like, "Like he he also has that excitement that I have." Nice. <laughs> like way to go. It was way better than anything I ever saw. And my moment, my moment when the king arrived in L.A. Because the king of L.A. is not LeBron James. It was because there was indecision in who the king is. Mm-hmm. It's Clayton Kershaw. And it wasn't Clayton Kershaw when Shohei Otani laced a single off of him. Called his shot. Called it. <clears throat> he said first pitch hit. Yes. Yeah. For, for a second, Shohei Otani was the king of L.A. For one second. And then what happened was. What happened was. Clayton Kershaw said, look at this. <laughs> he get What would you call it? A, a whiffy bam? So he gets old boy at first base. It'd be a toot bland. Thank you. So he picks off old Shohei at first base. Show off Shohei. Not even close, too. Not even close. Yeah. DTR. DTB, dead to base. Could not even get there. So he's your king of L.A. The, the conversation's over. Who's the best one? By the way, Otani walked his next at bat. <laughs> but that wasn't off Clayton Kershaw. They brought some other cat in by then. So I had it there. That was for me where – because that's that conversation in L.A. Who would you rather have? It's Clayton Kershaw. He gets your boy out. No, I'd rather have Otani every time. <laughs> but not, that's not taking anything away from Clayton Kershaw, who is a first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the best to ever do it. But that was so slick. Otani calling his shot, getting a hit on the first pitch, taking a big old lead. You know he's taking second. Uh-uh. Hometown crowd goes bonkers. And poor Dodgers fan started off so ha- so hot, had so much to cheer for, and then your other stud pitcher, who hasn't lost a game all year, gets shelled, gives up back-to-back dingers, and takes his first loss of the year at the All-Star game Good point. in front of his home crowd. Oh, the baseball gods are just giggling. That is so funny. He's undefeated this year. 11-0. and Tony Gonslings, who we're talking about, by the way, has not lost all year. ERA under two. The best pitcher. Should have been the starter over Clayton Kershaw, but legacy, la, la, la. I know, it's a nice, it's a nice tip of the hat to Clayton. I like how you're doing the take of, I can't believe you lost to the best players in the other league. Yeah. But he went all year. And then finally took a L in Dodger Stadium at the All-Star Game with the the lights are the brightest. So I don't know if you know this, fan, but uh, can't win them all. No. No, they say that. That's you like cannot. Saying. Can't win them all. Hey, tell that to Kenny Thomas. He'll win them all against New Mexico State. Still undefeated? Undefeated against the Aggies. That's pretty incredible. We'll talk about that at 5 o'clock. I think I have the number here. 23-3-1. Is what the AL is versus the NL in the last twenty-seven of them. That's hey, A Marie. Is your strategy from now on just to bet double on the National League every year <laughs> until they finally win one? Nine in a row. I love no, those that, odds. That's too easy. Love those. I odds. do something that's ridiculous, like bet on the American League. <laughs> the one year they lose. It's like, the Undertaker's undefeated at WrestleMania. You're like, I think I'll go with the other guy. It's like, what? I thought this was the year that National League was going to turn it around. 
Why? No, okay. There's there's reason behind this. No Garrett Cole. No Justin Verlander. You're on, why are you only talking about Astros? Garrett Cole's on the Yankees. Yeah, you know. You know, though. Yeah. Cole 45. And two Swisher Sweets. What? Huh? <laughs> what? 3 2 is a boring All Star game, right? I need a bunch of runs. There was some great defense. I, after the fourth, there was only three up and three downs. Diving catches, that behind-the-back double play. That was literally the first play of the first game. To, <laughs> like first to third, like first to third, getting thrown out. Like There's some great defense being highlighted at the All-Star game. Well, I really enjoyed it. Too many young players that no one knows. Now they know them. That's what the All-Star game's for. I, I led with that. I don't think so. Julio Rodriguez is going to be that dude. Nah. He might get a 40-40 season his rookie year. What about my boy from the Cardinals? Hells, 103 miles per hour. Are you kidding me? Well, to be fair. You think it's cooked because it's Fox? Is that the to be fair? No, to be fair, I mean, it was only 102 and a half. It was 103. <laughs> it's 102 and a half. They round it up. Hey, Fox cooks it. They're like, hey, you know, we put some money into this graphic. We're going to use it. Give me flame numbers. What do they do? 99 and above or 100 and above? I don't know. I think it's changed. I think it's 100 and above now. So your boy, Giancarlo Stanton, hits a home run. Who hits a home run at him? Brian Buxton? Yeah, Buxton. Who I picked as my league MVP this year, if you remember, at the beginning of the season. He's got a lot of work to do in the second half. Well, Dark Horse. He's still very good. I mean, he's an all-star. But you got to give me a lot more runs. I need a lot more of them. Because the Paul Goldschmidt thing, that's good. But it almost felt to me like after the AL and the NL brought out all their starters and it went to reserves, that none of these guys are good enough to score runs. Like, they're not really all-stars. <laughs> that's when they start bringing in the relievers who throw 100. And only 100. Yes. It's getting unfair. Everybody throws 100. Everybody has a slider that moves 18 inches. Everybody has a changeup that's 12 miles an hour slower than their fastball and with movement. It's dangerous. If Big Poppy's walking around in, in the dugout interviewing guys and you're Dusty Baker, how do you not just put him in the game to take a, to take in a bat? Like, that's what this game should be. Bottom of the ninth, Big Poppy comes yes. up. Yes. Well, I mean, National League was a home team. All right, top, top of, of the, the ninth, ninth. <laughs> Big Poppy comes up, ties it. What's the cat's name from Toronto? Uh, Manoa? Yeah. Just let him. He knows it's coming. He's going to throw it a hundo. You know how he just put the bat on it at a hundo. It's going to sail. That's what you need. That's how simple it is, right? It's Right? Well, you, know for, it's, you know it's 100. You know it'll be here out of his hand and into the catcher's mitt in an eighth of a second. A lot of just, good, just put a bat on it. A lot of good mic'd up moments. I'm going to start using the phrase three punchies. Mm-hmm. Very good night of baseball. Very low score. Very boring game. Only the top nine guys in each league are good enough to be all-stars. Everyone else sucks. You're very wrong. Two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Pull that microphone right up in front of you, Jay. There you go. Joining us on the program, Jay Lewis, New Mexico Highlands, Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference, Hall of Fame inductee from this past weekend, 1981 Conference Champion of the World! Let's go, Jay! How you doing, my man? I'm doing great. Yeah? Heck, banger of a weekend up at the Armac, huh? 
Oh, it sure was. We uh, we had a few of the guys up there, and uh, you know all the conference people up there. It was it was pretty good. Yeah, it was uh, my first RMAC experience, and I tell you what, they do it the right way, right? So it's uh, it's obviously a celebration of a lot of Hall of Famers were inducted, and it was it was a celebration of everyone. But they give you a couple minutes to kind of go up there and tell your story and talk about what the Mexico Highlands means to you and the city of Las Vegas, and and you and I talked about it a lot off uh, off the record, obviously, but. Your experience at Highlands was about as unique as you could find going from a, a team that didn't win very much to a team that didn't lose very much. Talk a little bit about your times there on the gridiron. Well, you know, when we first went up there, it was a it was a losing program. Um, I don't think they'd only won but maybe one game in the last two or three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a lot of issues up there in Las Vegas. There were riots. There were all kinds of so crazy. Uh, you know problems and stuff like that up there. So when we came, when we walked in. You know, most high school college athletes they come into a they come from a winning program. They're used to winning, and when you walk into a program like that, you know it was it was quite an eye opener. So, what what was the key to the turnaround? Was it like your athletic ability by itself? That's what, it was. or was it a team effort, coaching effort? What went into the big turnaround? Well, I got to be honest with you. We've got a lot of. Uh, special guys that we played with and when i mean special i mean uh uh guys that uh you know a lot of heart no quit uh you know a lot of guys that didn't think highly of themselves uh we were uh uh with a bunch of guys that uh really weren't recruited a lot of walk-ons and uh you know it's it's quite the story when you consider we come from the uh ashes and you know all these people quitting uh, especially from our freshman year, and there was just 12 of us left. And uh, after that, uh, our senior year, uh, we win the whole thing. I mean, I think a lot of people would have never guessed that, uh, especially with the talent level we had, the size and the speed. But uh, I think it's a great testimony to you know anybody that wants to play college football, um, you know, be humble about it, walk onto a program that will take you. Right. And, uh, you know, uh, we went, uh, no one wanted us. A lot of guys just wanted to play. We had, oh, golly, at least five seniors that were walk-ons that ended up being all-conference at the end, and they were total nobodies. I mean, most people wouldn't remember them even from high school. Wow. So. Obviously back in the area and now working out of Socorro, right? So obviously you still have all the kind of connections here at Las Lunas. Is where the current office is? Question mark. Yeah, so I, I have a uh, an insurance business yeah. in Socorro, and then I have a small uh, orthopedic manufacturing rep business that I do statewide, and I mostly in Albuquerque is where I do my stuff. A thing that I have found since becoming the voice of the Highlands Cowboys is just the fellowship in the city. As you're moving throughout the city and, and kind of connecting with, be it professional or personal or whatever it is. Is it surprising to you, or are you so accustomed to it, the Highlands connection throughout Albuquerque and the surrounding communities? Man, I got to tell you, uh, again, it all comes down to humility and things like that. But, you know, we'll be driving around town, and I'll see a license plate, a purple license plate that says HU on it. There we go. And, of course, you're going to, you know, you're going to pull up alongside of them, roll down your window, and you're going to, you know, you're going to say something about HU or something like that. Um Tons of friends. I mean, even even people that you didn't like when you first went there by the time you <laughs> left. I mean, I've got guys, you know, rival guys from intramural sports or things around campus. And those guys uh, to this day are like really good friends. So, you know, when you get to college and when you get <clears throat> on a team in college, you're still young. 
you're still impressionable. You know, your brain's still soft. Like did, or were there lessons you learned on the gridiron and in school that still apply to you as an adult today? Absolutely. Uh, you know, relationships are is what drives business, and it's what drives uh, – uh, you know, success and, and doing things in the community and th- things of that nature. We, uh, as student athletes and people that, uh, uh, you know, had to watch each other's back and help each other out and things of that nature, um, we've been able to go on through life. And uh, my gosh, I mean, I think everybody's been successful. We've had, we've, uh, from that group of guys, one guy's an orthopedic surgeon. The other guy pretty is good. Uh, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. He, he's uh, uh, another guy. He's a PhD. He's had several articles published in Time Magazine. Uh, he's done really, really well. And uh, and then the rest of the guys all had successful careers, uh, but never. You know, I don't think we've missed a year uh, in the last forty years because this this year will be forty one years. We've we haven't missed a year where at least four or five of us get together, but as many as. A hundred will get together, and you think, "Come on, I mean, who cares eighty one conference championship team? who cares well it 's important to us, and that's that 's why we do it. Uh, you know, I think people are jealous of us, the relationships you know uh, you know i 'm not not trying to brag or anything but but I think they are because you have all these other teams you could have gone to l s u or you know, uh, uh, UCLA or Bregman something like shot that. There was a little Bregman shot. Mm-hmm. Heard it right there. A little Alex Bregman shot. Like going to LSU. Just uh, could have I mean, could have gone yeah. to UNM. Whatever. I'm just saying it that way. Just, uh, <laughs> keep hometown talent in our hometown is what I'm saying. Well, and talk about it too, as far as Highlands go. Like the importance of high school athlete getting an opportunity to play right away in college, right? You know, because there's something to go to a bigger program and not put your hand in the dirt for a whole year and and not get an opportunity. Highlands with the scholarship and with the lottery and with athletics, there's a chance to go to Highlands, not pay out of pocket, and really contribute to a program and get a greater education. Do you talk about that a lot whenever that conversation is around the community as far as student athletes and the accessibility of New Mexico Highlands? Uh, absolutely. That's probably the biggest – that's the biggest thing that uh, – uh, that we talk about, um, you know, what a lot of people don't know, I've gotten a lot of props and everything, uh, you know, especially from my career at Highlands. But when I came out of high school, I didn't even, I didn't make one single award. Um, and, uh, the only scholarship offer I really had was for track at UNM. Yeah. And, uh, so I go on to Highlands, uh, was all conference as a freshman. And, uh, actually at the time, the coach that was there, I won't name any names, but, uh, I was the only guy on the team, me and one other guy, to make all-conference on a one-and-nine team. And uh, um, he was going to take my scholarship away. He said I hadn't proved myself. And so um, that's not meant to put anybody down or anything. But it just, it just, you know, the people that are out there, there's a lot of parents out there and kids, and they want their kids to play and everything. And, you know, the the how it looks playing D1 or, or going to a big school or something like that. Um, it, you know, it's a really big deal. You know, mm-hmm. there's ego and everything involved. But again, I keep going back to this. If you humble yourself and give what maybe what God gives to you, uh, you can uh, you can do a lot more than your wildest dreams ever imagined than going to a UCLA or something. Yeah, you just mentioned um, young student athletes going on to the next level. <clears throat> what advice would you give? to young student-athlete who's trying to make that decision, whether it be UNM Highlands or, like you just mentioned, UCLA and the like? So I think 
This is where I think I'm kind of an expert, all right? (laughs) (laughs) My wife will tell you, no, I'm not. But uh, I've got three daughters that are playing college ball right now. And uh, um, they, uh, well, two of them, they just finished. They're working on their master's. They got the extra COVID year. Uh, The oldest, uh, she went to Midwestern State. Now she's playing at Fort Lewis. Uh, Then I have another one that she went to Eastern. Now she's playing at WT. They went to the Elite Eight this year in basketball. And then I have another daughter. She plays for the Naval Academy. She plays for Navy basketball. Making college athletes is what I'm hearing. I was a little college athlete factory over here. Yeah. Just producing them. Well, absolutely. And the thing about it is, is, is that we had, uh, you know, like a lot of these parents, we took them to all the camps and we did all the training and we did all the stuff and, uh, you know, uh, all the things that parents are doing today. And we got caught up in all this stuff. And, you know, if I had any kind of advice, take what you can get, stop saying, I'm going to go D1 or I'm going to go, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to go be an All-American or I'm going to go be this or that. Go and look at the college experience. And that's what Highlands gave us. And, you know, people might give Highlands or some of these other, other schools a bad rap, but I'm telling you, it did so much for me. And, I again, I just thank God that uh, uh, I took that opportunity. Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference Hall of Fame inductee from your New Mexico Highlands University, Jay Lewis, joined us on the program. Let's grab a break, Van. Before we get back, we'll wrap up this hop, of, or excuse me, we'll wrap up the bottom of this hour, and then Kenny Thomas at 5 back o'clock. Two men on, 95.9 and AM 610. Deep. Athletic Conference Hall of Famer, Jay Lewis, of your New Mexico Highlands Cowboys. Also New Mexico Highlands Hall of Famer. No reason to overlook that, right? That's like it. That's right. We were talking a little bit about, uh, during the break, I was like, hey, you got your stats on you? Because like, there's, there's like conflicting reports on the stats. Like Allegedly, you had 90 sacks in 10 games, or you had 90 sacks over your career. I have no idea. So as I'm, and I'm like, Jay, what are your stats? And you start telling us this fabulous story during the break where, at the time, like the official book was kept by like either your girlfriend or your side piece. And I was like, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, that's so true. And, and uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff. We didn't have video. We had... Uh, uh, what is it, 15-millimeter film? Right. And most of that stuff's destroyed and gone. And, uh, you know, at the Hall of Fame, I mean, we didn't have anything. We didn't have pictures. Right. We didn't have hardly anything. And uh, uh, so I guess, you know, what we were talking about earlier is is I, the only thing I do know is I had 2.9 quarterback sacks a game. So dumb. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, it was crazy. It was crazy. I mean, I was outside rushing just about every play. Sometimes sure. blitz up the middle, so that, that sort of thing. But – but uh, regardless of the stats, and I know there was a lot, and I led the team in tackles and things like that, but I think what made me, um, as far from a personal level, not, not just talking about the team, that's a lot bigger deal, but uh, it's just the simple fact that without stats or anything, every single coach in the league voted me as player of the year. There you go. I got national player of the year, of the, of the actually of the week, not of the year. And I got... Uh, uh, you know, I, I made All-America two times and made the Kodak All-America team as well. And that was just from what people said about me. It wasn't about the stats that are no longer available. Was, was it the same situation on all aspects of the team? Because you, like, you said a girlfriend had to keep stats or something. Was it the same thing with like the athletic trainers and the buses? Because it was a different time in college football and it was a different time for Highlands University, they're on their way up, you know. Was it like a ragtag team effort for everything that was involved? Oh, man, I have so much to say about that, and you don't have enough time. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say this real quickly. 
I've got the three daughters at play right now. When you compare them at the same level, basically, you compare what they get versus what we got, it's night and day. I mean, we're talking the, the nutrition, we're talking the facilities, we're talking the equipment, the uniforms, things of that nature. But I'll just a little nostalgic thing just to give you an idea. We used to take this bus. It was called the Phantom 409. And we would take, we used to play, Southern Utah was in our conference and in, they're in uh, Cedar City. Now they're D1 school. Right. And we used to play them, you know, every year. And uh, it was a long drive on a bus. Well, this bus couldn't get past 65 miles an hour. Oh, the gas fumes were so bad. I mean, it was crazy. And one time we were going from Las Vegas to there, and we were cutting through Taos. And if, if you know about that hill that's at the top of the, you know, when you're going through, there's a light. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. Yeah, there's a McDonald's at the bottom, and then there's a hill at the top. Well, we all had to get off the bus because the bus didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Gives a brand new meaning to hashtag Let's Ride. Jay, this was great. Uh, I had a ton of fun with you this past weekend. I'm glad we got to connect. The uh, Big shout-out to the Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference. They did great. Obviously, New Mexico College University. You're going to come out to a bunch of games this year. Absolutely. And we're going to have a Hall of Fame yep. for Highlands, and our coach is going to be inducted this year, Fred Blyle. That's going to be too good. Excellent. Have you got a chance to connect with uh, head coach Ron Hudson yet? No, I haven't. All right, and I'll make sure to introduce you. But uh, there is a there is an energy and a positive movement behind the Highlands Cowboys football program that uh, I believe is going to be infectious to the state. I think people are going to be very excited for it. Same thing with UNM right now. Sure. Um, obviously, not New Mexico State. We we never wish them positive, obviously. <laughs> but then uh, Eastern is doing really positive things. Western as well. As far as the D one D two programs here in the state, there's just a lot of talented athletes getting a lot of opportunity here. Jay, this was the absolute best, my dude. Hey, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Anytime we can talk about Highlands and get them in the spotlight, uh, it's a great thing. Did we miss anything? Was there any finals? Well, I, I think we have way more stories to tell and not enough time yeah, for. That's what we need. That's what it sounds like to me. We need. Oh, we got one minute, Amory. Oh, my bad. So I got counted down on that, and that's my fault. We were off a little bit on the timing. So in the final, uh, talk a little bit about uh, your business, Jay. Talk a little bit about how you're impacting the community. Well, uh, you know, the, the business, I uh, right now I have a farmer's insurance agent. Sure. And I don't know if it's okay to say that. Yeah. Sort of thing. Uh, we currently don't have an insurance sponsor, I think. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, no I, I, I do that, and I haven't been in that for very long, maybe seven or eight years. Okay. And uh, uh, I've, I've also I've been an orthopedic rep for like 30 years. Uh, it used to be a lot of orthopedic surgery, but now uh, I'm doing uh, – I, I rep multiple companies, uh, particularly orthotics and prosthetics. When, when your best like friend that. becomes an orthopedic surgeon, it gets a little easy – to become an orthopedic rep, that's uh, the story checked oh, uh, out. It's huge, but he's he's a, in fact he's a big time sports medicine doctor in the Dallas Fort Worth yeah. area, so it doesn't really help me that much. Yeah, I, I'm also assuming there's a insurance discount for Highlands alum. That's my that's my assumption there at the farmers. Oh, absolutely. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, contact information for that. Uh, yeah, let's see. My, my contact information is uh, the, the is uh, J Lewis. That's a letter J. Yep. Lewis at FarmersAgent.com. There we go. Good little sit down. Yeah, appreciate it. When we get back, Kenny Thomas joins the program. The UNM alumni took the tough L last night, and we will talk about that on this program. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. I must miss coming back from the break because, uh, well, Jay cracks me up. <laughs> like, That's a dude right there. Jay is a dog. He is a dog. 
Jay Lewis, Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference Hall of Famer. Kenny's ready for us? Yeah, Joining us on the program, man. friend of the show, Kenny Thomas. How you doing, my man? Man, I'm good with myself, fellas. Besides my, besides my voice is getting worse. Oh, horse. Sounds weird. Couple, I mean, you got a couple days of practice, obviously two big games. I, I can imagine, like, the vocal cords going, but... But, I mean, it was a tough one last night, Van. You were at the pit. You were talking about the energy. I watched it on ESPNU. Uh, I mean, that was a battle last night, Coach. Man, it was, a, it, was, it was a prime time battle, right? And it was one of those things that was kind of epic because I don't think anybody expected us to win that game. Um, that team was very stacked, very big. But the energy we brought in the beginning, it was amazing, but – it was one of those things you got to expect teams to go on a run. And at the same time, we just couldn't contain Washington coming down the stretch. And that's why that guy, he's a, he's a pro. Um, not that we don't have pros, but there's a, there's a lot of things that we needed to do better down the stretch, and, and we didn't get it done. But the fact that the matter is it wasn't a blowout, and it was a good game, and we gave the crowd a, good, a, a nice show, I think. Yeah, I mean, you said it exactly right, Kenny. You put on a great show. It was a close game the whole time, and, you know, the pit was on fire. But the pit was especially on fire right there at the beginning because I've seen players get kicked out of games a lot. I've never seen a coach get kicked out of a game. Is that a first for you, too? Uh, No. (laughs) Uh, My 11 years in the NBA, I've seen everything, man. Um it was a high emotional situation. And Lafonso Ellis, he's one of those guys that I played against in the NBA for a few years, and he's a class act. Uh, something like that you wouldn't see somebody like him doing. I, I even I even went out there and stepped in the middle of it. I was just trying to keep our guys in the game to where they didn't get ejected. Sure. Um, yeah, man, there's a lot of emotions, and I think we played hard. It, it was a... It was a tough situation because we are my bench. Um, it was so deep, right? And the majority of the guys that are on the team are used to being that go-to guy. So we had to figure out how to share the ball. And keep in mind, I don't know if people know this, but we only had like a week together, maybe. Right. And the way we came out and performed, I mean, I, I couldn't expect anything, anything more better than that, right? If last year was step one, this year is obviously step two, and, and there's considerable more distance to go for the next iteration of Team Enchantment. When do those conversations start? When do you start putting spotlight on the things that you guys identify that went really well? And then where do you start making those critiques so you know next year is the run that you guys hope for? Uh, I, don't, I don't really know what's going to happen as far as next year is concerned. I think we're digesting the whole situation, the one that just happened. It hasn't even been 24 hours, so we haven't gotten to that point yet. Right. But I told everybody, hey, we need to run it back. And this is going to be my third time. I'm just going to keep saying we need to run it back because the the benefit of progressing is what it comes down to. And if we went backwards and put on the kind of show that we did last year, which everybody kind of thought that might happen, in the first game against the Aggies, but it, it was a tough situation. And I, to be honest, man, I, I felt like that Aggie game was much more intense than last night. I, my, I felt like my shoulders were down a little bit last night. 
So you and B Mace and the TBT team and the Pit team put on such a great product for Albuquerque. From what I understand of all the venues for the TBT tournament, the Pit was the best attended one. There we go. There we go. I mean, what what does that say to the team that helped put this on and, and the community of Albuquerque? Man, that's nice. Um, especially with last year, when we went where we went, I forgot where we went. It wasn't even close to any kind of attendance like we had the last two games. Um, the first game, there was a lot of energy in there because it was the Aggies. And then last night, it wasn't as, it wasn't as loud, but it was still loud in there. Um, it, 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 TBT needs to realize that this is a basketball community um, to a certain extent. Uh, we have the football team, which is which is coming together well. But when it comes to basketball, everybody everybody comes out and shows up. And the fact that we were older guys that were playing back in the pit, and everybody was able to see. Some of the guys that used to play at UNM, I think that was like a big key because that doesn't happen very often, and it, it needs to be something that needs to still happen. I think when it comes to the basketball program at UNM, I feel like they need to get the alumni guys back uh, involved more. I don't know what that would take, but I feel like guys and myself should be at the games more. And I, I think that will bring a lot of people out when it comes to supporting local basketball in general. After the final shot last night, after the conclusion of the game, obviously you boys have a minute in the locker room as you're digesting. Uh, to as much as you want to share, Coach, what is what is that minute in the locker room like after the game? What is that? What is that release? Man, I don't know if you guys saw me, but I I was mad. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I took off right away. Um, it was an emotional moment because we were right there. Um, down the stretch, we turned the ball over a little bit more. Um, and on the defensive end, we weren't helping each other by packing in the paint. Like, if they would have knocked down threes, I think I would have felt more – I would have felt cool with that. But getting to the paint and getting layups and losing the way we did, that just didn't sit well. And – we, we we just couldn't contain Washington, man. He played a great game. Pretty good. But man, I got I gotta give love to Scott, man. Ooh. That that man, that that kid is phenomenal. Twenty two of them, and, coach. Yeah, and the way he came out and and his first opportunity to be able to be a part of local basketball, he felt that energy and the vibe. And I have mad respect for him. And he was on – people probably don't know this, but his Achilles was all flamed up, and he was on one leg the majority of the game. Mm. So that's why we couldn't go to him, and that's why we had other guys, like, bringing the ball up because there was a lot of pressure on him. But <laughs> that kid is, like, really, really phenomenal. Just saying. Scott Bamforth was an absolute revelation for you guys. He was just knocking down shots the last two days. And Six trays yesterday. Seemed effortless, absolutely effortless. Scott yeah, was your uh, – Because he's that guy that he's used to having a ball in his hands, and he's a pure shooter. Um, not that Mathis isn't. He just wasn't knocking down shots, and, and, and sometimes it's like that. But Mathis was aggressive, and I think everybody else was aggressive. I think as a unit, we just collapsed on defense, and we were watching a lot. Scott was definitely the sharpshooter, but the spark plug for me was the elder statesman 
grandpa of the team, J.R. Giddens, he brought that passion. He brought that energy. He kept the crowd in it. What did he mean to the team the last two days? Man, the thing about Jr. is that since, since he is older, we, we I had to find a way to keep him warm, right? But at the same time, I had to give him a break. Um, he's very high energy, very emotional player. He brings a lot to the table. And to be honest with you, in our group text right now, I got to give Jr. love. I think he posted a couple of days ago about hanging it up, possibly. But looks like Jr. might be getting a contract to play somewhere. Oh, wait. Oh, so, hey Oh, yeah. I, I got to bring it up. I got to give my man Jr. love. Nice. Congrats. I don't, I don't think he's done. He stays in the weight room. He's always in shape, as we all know. And if he gets a chance to be able to play again, I think he should take it in. As long as it doesn't interfere, interfere with his day-to-day job, which is coaching those girls up there in Eastern. Yeah, up there uh Northern, he's the absolute best. He just yeah, he big part of the Espanola community. He just he he gets that thing done. Coach, you're going to be in town for a couple months. You got some stuff going on. We're all going to sit down and connect on it next week. Uh give us a little preview though. You were sending us some of the branding stuff. You got some cool Kenny Thomas just life going on out there. Yeah, man. I'm I'm looking at as every I don't know if everybody knows, but I partnered up with the city of Berlin. I did a tournament for Memorial Day weekend. And we had a great turnout. We had like 120 teams um, looking at some opportunities with some big brands in the market to actually support that out, uh, the opportunity for more tournaments throughout the year when basketball season isn't going. Um, if people want to go check out my merch um, with my KT logo, if you can go to my social media handle at KennyThomas.com. I'm coming out with some great designs and, Man, I never thought I would be saying this, but there's a lot of different opportunities that I can bring to the kids, not only at UNM, but I'm talking to um, New Mexico State about some NIL stuff and being able to help these kids to be able to progress. And, man, if I had NIL when I was playing, I don't know if I would have went to the NBA. I might have been an instant millionaire. Says the guy who was drafted twenty uh-huh. second overall. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I am not complaining though. I'm <laughs> amount of money, you know what I'm saying? But I was making four hundred and twenty dollars a month when I was in college, man. Now these kids are getting a lot of money and they're getting room and board taken care of, which is what they deserve. And man, I'm just trying to stay busy and connecting this community and do some different things. Kid, you want to hit us with that website one more time so friends of the show can reach out to you to partner with whatever it may be? Yeah, you can go to KennyThomas.com. That's my website. It's up. Um, there's a lot of things that's going to be continuing to be added. Um, partnerships and different things are coming. It's always being updated. And my social media handle is KennyThomasNBA. And Facebook, I'm already kind of tapped out at five at 5,000, but... I'm creating um, KT Ventures, which is going to be an extension on Facebook, so you can follow that as well, man. I, I appreciate you guys looking out and getting the word out about all the different things that I got going on, and I'm looking forward to probably partnering up with you guys to help you guys and you guys help me. Boys help boys. Kenny Thomas is an example of that. Whenever you know more about Team Enchantment, we hope that you give us that information. And then obviously a little bit of pressure on old J.R. Giddings. If he's going to go play somewhere, we need that announcement right yeah, now. Yeah, We need that right now. So, Coach, thank you, thank you so much for coming and giving us a couple minutes. Man, I appreciate that. And, and, and just to let everybody know, I do work for NBC Sports California. I do the 
my old team, the Kings pregame, halftime, postgame show. Last year I did 52 games out of 82. I'm going to do that again. But here locally I got a partnership with Channel 7. So stay tuned for a lot more things here locally that I'll be doing. That dude, Kenny Thomas. Mr. Everything, Kenny Thomas. Thank you, Coach. Man, I appreciate you guys. See you next week, Fred. You good, dude. All right, fellas. Just so kind to us, like taking the time, making the effort. Hey, Maria, I still don't know how to drop calls over here. <laughs> it, Got you. You know what it is? The button, it's just you have to really get it. I also can do it for you. Just everybody's flow is different. Some people want to press the buttons. Some people don't want to press the buttons. I got a soft touch. That's what I'm saying. I got a gentle hand. And I'm scared I'm going to break it. <laughs> I have soft hands. I can handle hands. the buttons. Soft hands. You know what they say about having soft hands. Can't push the button. Yep. That's what they say. It's a classic. Albuquerque is a little bit better when Kenny's around. You don't say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of them dudes. Tough loss for the team last night. The TBT website took Team Enchantment's page down. Not sure what's going on. Some sort of controversy. Really now? Yeah. Now I don't. Re- I don't know if it's just a like a could be a clerical thing. Could be. I'm. A, you know how I am though. I'm taking that personally. I'm Michael. Well, let's Jordan. dig into that. Whether it's legitimate <laughs> or not. Who do you ask about that? <laughs> I went to pull up the uh, like the the roster. I was talking about Bam for you. Know, I, was, I was like, I was like, I think he went to Donorty High. I think he did. Mm. You know, I was going to pull that up. Yeah. He did, right? I'm pretty sure. certain. He did. And, oh, okay. A team page? <laughs> All right. I'm looking at you, TBT. Figure that one out. Slighted. Blood feud. Too good. Insanely good. Keep beating spreads. Whenever we get back, <laughs> we're going to beat up A. Marie a little bit verbally as she picked every team in the NFL to I, go undefeated. I did not. <laughs> I did not. About to find out. <laughs> I mean, it's... Interesting take. That's like a Fred Slow approach. I did not pick them all to go undefeated. Two men on live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, start our days at the YMCA Central New Mexico, spend our evenings at Hollow Spirits, and the weekend, that's for New Mexico's vodka, Teller Vodka. It's 95.9 FM, AM 610. The sports animal. Oh, my God. Every team in the NFL is going to win the Super Bowl. A. Marie, July 20th, 2022. Nope. False. False news. <laughs> false news. Alter- Even with the shtick, false news. Alternative alternative facts. You broke down how many divisions this morning on the morning show? We did, uh, f- well, four and a half. We were trying to get five, but then phones started ringing because, you know, those Cowboy fans. They get excited. They get excited. And and Patriot fans. So you you took the Cowboys to win the East. We went back and forth, but yes, yes. Who who's the other option? Um, the Eagles could. We just know what they're going to be because Jalen Hurts, and they got a lot of weapons, and they made the playoffs last year. It's the worst division of football. I didn't. Also, I didn't say the Commanders or uh, the Washington Commanders or the New York Giants were. Um, <clears throat> Undefeated or twelve and five? <laughs> I was, they wish every team you were talking about this morning. You're like, well, they got a lot of talent there. They got no, a lot of they guys. don't. That's not what I said for every team. You know, if the Commanders can just get their quarterback there to, um, no, you know, I didn't. I made fun of Carson Wentz. Same face, new place, though, right, boys? No, so no, he should- no. And and they're 
and their defense was a big letdown last year. And the only the only division I had a really hard t- time with was the AFC West. That was a hard time saying not one of those teams are bad. Little inside baseball here. Yes, I think you're one of the funniest people I know. Like you, you're, I don't believe you. <laughs> you are you're an accomplished stand-up what about comedian. Van? Van, compared to you? No, no, just I thought you know. Van is that's a, your boy. Yeah, cool, but he's a Maria Jason. <laughs> like and is Robert as well? I mean, that, I mean, none of us compared to Robert. Let's I mean, be realistic. Robert's the best. Yeah, but that's the point I'm trying to get to is like you're a world of talent and creativity and jokes. But you are such a fan of the NFL. Like you, you are WWE. That you can't just help being in love with every single player that's drafted. No, that's not true at all. Every <laughs> single position. Not true. <laughs> what, not true. In my defense, I was busy this morning. I was kind of occupied. So I didn't hear the segment in question. It, it was two hours. It was like, two straight hours. I listened to it. It's NFL. Well, one division a segment, right? Yeah, but it broke up because we had the man, the people, Sebastian Noel, and then we started getting phone calls who wanted to talk about the All-Star game. Just to let you know, Van, people wanted to call in and talk about it. Okay. They should. I, You know me. And, I'm, like, a Dodger fan got in a fight. Oh, it was great. Like, a Dodger all, fan. They, you know, they all they all, they all start got, like, ugh, Well, they're trying because they're trying to snake autographs and stuff. They're super right, weird. It was great. Yeah, Dodger fans should not get into fights anymore. No. By the way, rap. they got a rap. Too many people have died. Too many people. I, I am emotionally involved with the Minnesota Vikings, but besides that, I... Who's their quarterback this year? Uh, the Minnesota Vikings? Yeah. Um, it's this guy. His name's Kirk Cousins. He's still Kirk Cousins. They didn't change They're going to give him another shot. They're like, no, it's not Kirk Cousins. It's totally the coaches. The line of Kirk Cousins, according to... It was the defense the last couple of years. According to DraftKings, the line on Kirk Cousins for touchdown passes... For this year? 31 and a half. Wow. What are you taking? Um, over. 31 touchdowns? Yes. In the regular season? Correct. Keep in mind they have an extra game. They do have an extra game. Keep yeah, that in mind. I'm going over. There's just no way. He can be throwing the ball a lot. They have no wide receivers up there. Oh, yeah. They definitely don't, right? That's literally the only thing they have. Uh, what? Run game is weak. Dalvin Cook? Can't name anyone on the defense. What? Special ben, teamers. Man, you got to back me up on Dalvin Cook at least. I'll, I'm, I'm going to let him just go for a oh, second. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. It is crazy to put so much talent around, what do you think, like the third worst quarterback in the league in Kirk Cousins? It's, he's not the third. Ryan They also were the top ten offense last year. Kirk Cousins is exactly he's Patrick Mahomes. sixteen. He's terrible. He's exactly right in the middle. Like yeah, he's, he's a mid. He's a mid tier quarterback. Give me Tua. We, well, give me Tua after I see what he does this year. No one is following Kirk Cousins. He's not a leader. Zach Wilson is a leader. Like on Instagram, no one's following. Him. <laughs> I would assume. Oh, people following. are following Kirk Cousins. Following the troll on. Too many people have followed his. His anti-vax stance last that year. Was that's what people. That that's was, what people. Followed. Along with um, half the quarterbacks in the NFL. That division is very anti-vax. Quarterback-wise, it's they're uh, also anti-quarterback in that division. It's the worst division of quarterbacks. They, they for got the real. Best, they got the best one. The best one, and, and then, then the, the three worst three. ones. Yes. <laughs> 
did Kirk Cousins do the Panchakarma cleanse too? Good question. Do you no. have an answer to that? Did no. he get the like essential oil enemas no. that Aaron Rodgers got? No, you didn't hear what Kirk Cousins wanted to do last year. He was just going to wear one of those um, uh, what are they called? Face guards. Not yeah, no, but some uh, like a plexiglass. The visor one. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember what it was. Oh yeah, that's how COVID works. <laughs> um, but. Do you think they're really out of all the divisions, huh? Do you think there's well here's the thing, you as the fan that you are, I heard it in this morning. You were like, Yeah, they're gonna win this is a double digit win team. No every team you No, I about. was not. I t- I started listing off the, the teams that they're predicting. That's why I think it's so silly, all these people that predict wins, because they have like the Denver Broncos at five wins. That's crazy. They'll go undefeated. <laughs> they have Russell Wilson. The whole AFC West is going to be either eight and nine or nine and eight because they're just going to eat on each other right? all it's year. It's such a eight, tough eight division. It's a very good division. Now the best tough. division. How did you pick three different teams to win the NFC East this morning? That was crazy I did to me. not. I was between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. The whole point was the Philadelphia Eagles have Jalen Hurts. I was picking out quarterbacks that have a lot to prove this year. That's what we talked about, and Jalen Hurts is one of them. There's no one on his tail. What's he got to prove? What do you mean? No one else is going to be the quarterback of that team. <laughs> no, you're your hero. They're morally uh, they're they're so against. Are you telling me that Gardner Minshew your is not going to be there? No, Gardner Minshew should already be the starter. That's why there is and a coup in the in the front office <laughs> of the Philadelphia Eagles that will not allow them to do the right thing. I'll tell you what Gardner Minshew should do. He should Pete Rose style. Yes. Player coach the team. Mm-hmm. He should be the quarterback oh, I I about and gambling. offensive coordinator. Sure. Gambling. Well, yeah. Bet on yourself. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Not a weird parlay like if you played in Atlanta, but like an actual <laughs> one. <laughs> the suspension's not for betting, it's for making A Marie style parlays. Yeah. <laughs> those are ridiculous as well. You do that. You are that. Oh, I love parlays. They make the weekend so fun. Whenever. This morning when you were like, hey, Jameis Winston is a 14-game winner this I year? I first did not. We didn't even touch the <laughs> NFC South. <laughs> tomorrow on the program? <laughs> Maybe. I like when I do parlays, mm-hmm. I'll put like $5 oh, on every single best. game. It's the best. With the spread, knowing that I'm giving away that five dollars, so I start, just for some fun. I start mine early and weird. So I always one of my parlays is always the coin flip, mm. and then if I hit it, I know I'm in on one. Yeah. Like here we go. Like and if I don't hit it, well, I just don't have to pay attention anymore. And then, but if you hit it big, you get all of them. You get all of them. You get to pay off Ukrainian yeah. gangsters. Oh, that yeah. need to pay off. Yeah, that you have locked in your diamond store. Indianapolis is like adjacent to your heart now, right, Amory? Yes, but I also, let's set that aside, my marriage. Uh, <laughs> you don't think they're a good team? Well, I, like Matt Ryan? I think Matt Ryan is a, a good quarterback. Van, did they start a new senior league of the NFL or something in Indianapolis oh, is playing in that? It's like the farewell tour. Oh, you go through okay. Indianapolis. Yeah, they had Rivers okay. and then Wentz, now he's, Ryan. And Wentz is dead. He, he's he's 37. Who? Uh, Matt Ryan. That's 10 years younger than Tom Brady. That's, well, 10 <laughs> human and years. about the same age as Aaron Rodgers. He's the same age as J.R. Giddens. Why are you giving me a list of Matthew Stafford's about of, 34. Cool, but you're giving me a list of guys who accomplished a lot at those ages and then Matt Ryan. Okay. I Matt, still think he's a good quarterback. You, uh, hey, first off, he's a legend. He lost the biggest lead in Super Bowl history. I mean, there you go. He's got that That's on his resume. So 
I was at that Super Bowl. This was my reaction. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know Checks what? Fred, that doesn't surprise me. Me, this is me. I'm like that tracks. That's like me at SummerSlam when you go to Nashville. If I went, is that Jamal Anderson? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, this is funny. So, all right. So, what team do you feel like is the team of losers from this morning? Because I got only positive. The Every... Washington Commanders, well, the duh. New York Giants. Yeah, they're the garbage. Jacksonville Jaguars. Hey, the Houston hold Texans. On. Hold on, hold on. Come on now. The New York Jets. The Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be a wild card team in the AFC. They're probably going to go undefeated. They the get Detroit to beat up Lions, the Chicago Bears, okay, the Lions Seattle Seahawks. All right, okay, you're actually hitting some goals. Everybody, <laughs> everybody except for Jacksonville that you named is going to be garbage. Who's the quarterback in Seattle now? Which Hasselback? Drew Lock. Drew Lock. What's and then his backup is Geno Smith, if you remember Geno Smith. I do remember Geno Smith. Yeah, that's the uh, the Miami Hurricanes quarterback. So I'm looking at the draft. Geno uh, Turrieta. That's a good one. I'm looking at the DraftKings ranking on over-unders for quarterbacks as far as what their touchdown projection is. Okay. Drew Locke not even on the list. They don't think he'll <laughs> throw a touchdown all year? The number, DK the, Metcalf's just going to, like, do everything. Uh, he ain't going to be there. Well, I think he's a... Lock to throw at least one. Oh boy! I to the other team. I believe that DK Metcalf will be a training camp lock out because he's not going. He's not going to play for <laughs> Seattle. They got losers up there. He's at that point where he's got one year left. He's trying to get paid, similar to Debo. Did you see Debo today on social media? Pay me, pay mm-hmm. me. Pay this man his money. And he was like, "If you pay me wide receiver money, I'm only playing wide receiver." He's like, because I don't need to get hit like a running back because then I can't keep playing. He was better when he was just a wide receiver. It was more fun to watch when he's a running back. Why are you so high on Cleveland Brown and why are you such a fan of Deshaun Watson? <laughs> I'm going to keep going with this bit. <laughs> um, Deshaun Watson's not going to play football this year. Well, <laughs> half the season. I'm more of a Jacoby Brissett guy. No one is. That's because Indianapolis adjacent. <laughs> no, it also he was on the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> How do you know every stop of every guy who's not good? Now, I get knowing where Tom Brady has played. I get that 100%. I get knowing where Russell Wilson has played. Okay, do you, but to know that Matt do you pay Ryan attention to every Carolina? wrestler? He wasn't in Carolina. Close enough. He was in Atlanta. Do I know every wrestler? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Amor, you should do a like a journeyman podcast. Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> of of like build the bridge quarterbacks, yeah. not like necessarily backups, but people who just like a, a Case Keenum or Nick Foles or all these seem very Jacoby Brissett. Season one, that's perfect. Would Colt you believe there was a Harvard graduate <laughs> that played for every NFL team <laughs> for years? Colt McCoy got out of bed in college and put his cowboy boots on one foot at a time all right we'll we'll, we'll pitch this maybe it could be a podcast here. chase daniel made over a hundred million dollars without throwing a single touchdown pass I can't call it journeys though that's taken journeys is taken i went to the mall last month there's still a journeys spell it differently oh really more nfl with a marie whenever we get back hey you're earning your paycheck today girl <laughs> two men on 95.9 fm and am 610 the sports animal there's a lot of production that goes into Sports Talk Radio. Some hours of preparation. Well, 
timed plans, topics. Fellowship just doesn't come naturally. Yeah. yeah. It took A. Marie literally up until like, I don't know, just a couple hours ago to realize this is all shtick. Huh. <laughs> it's That's true. It actually. A. Marie has had legit. I've gotten a word from people in the entertainment part of this business. Ray Marie will like talk about us to people and should be like, I just don't get it. <laughs> What's there to get? Yeah. So, I, so do thousands of other bikinis. Right. I make fun of the thing you like. That's the whole thing. It's fun. It's fun it's, to make I fun. I love that. It, it's funny that it took me to like this week, though. I was like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. It's a shtick. It's a stick. <laughs> if you think you're going to turn this radio program on, and I'm going to tell you that Davis Mills <laughs> is going to throw over 21 and a half touchdown passes. No. Call and wish us a happy birthday. 505-246-0610. It is our birthday today. Three-year anniversary of the show. Yeah. I, I was Anniversary? Ooh. I, I thought there was going to be some aviary predator online to tell us happy birthday. Oh, come on. What? Shout you, out to Hawk. No, no, what are you doing? You, you're producing, why are you hanging up on people? Amber? I'm not yeah, hanging up. That's very rude of you. Okay, so sometimes people are in really bad spots because they're driving. In life uh, because of like yeah. socioeconomic status. Yeah, so mm-hmm. hopefully Hawk calls back. Current it, cultural conditions. Because... If you have a name Hawk, that's pretty cool. That's that is pretty cool. Pretty tough name. Yeah, I should introduce him. Excuse me. Nope. I should introduce him to my buddy Falcon. You can't just you can't just name birds of prey and call them people. I have an actual friend Falcon in real life. Yeah, let me. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna. And he needs him. a buddy Hawk. It, oh. Could you imagine the stories that they can create together? A Falcon and the Hawk. Yeah, it's pretty ba. Uh huh. I want to make sure. So I was writing down your picks from this morning. So you obviously you have the Rams winning it because the Super Bowl because you're a huge fan of front runners. Um, actually, I do not. I did not have the Los Angeles Rams. I have the Buffalo Bills winning the Super Bowl. Smart, Robert. So smart, Robert has the Los Angeles Chargers. That's a homer pick for him, as you know, he's a That's Chargers dumb. fan. They had the best quarterback. <laughs> I think A. Marie picked the best quarterback. Second best quarterback. Who's the second best quarterback? Josh Allen? <sighs> Miss me with Josh Allen. You are. Why? Oh, so dumb. And I poor only, little brain. First of all, I've never one time been like, hey, that guy from Wyoming, he's cool. About anything. He's the really? first. He is kind of setting that. He's the first one. But he'll also be the last. And then support the Mountain West. Okay. <laughs> Hold up. Do you guys? I don't make that connection once pro level starts. Where you came from don't matter to me. You want to talk to me about Danny Woodhead because I don't want to talk about Shadron. Also, you keep that for your trivia night. Now you got it. So you have the Los Angeles Rams because you're a front runner. <clears throat> sure. Beating because the NFC West sucks. The Seattle Seahawks they suck. They're very bad. That's gonna be rough. I'm trying to think of a team worse than the Seahawks. What week do you think the DK Jets. Metcalf is going to fake an injury not to play for the Seahawks? He will never play for the Seahawks. Week three? I say week three. Excuse me. I think he goes off weeks one and week two, and then he's like, ugh, this sucks. I got a bad hammy. You trade him to the Rams? Anybody will have I want to trade him in division. I'm a, I like the idea of trading him to the Packers. Are they so the Packers can I, I, have. I don't like that idea. DK Metcalf, <laughs> Julio Jones, and Odell Beckham Jr. playing for them in the second half of this year. 
That'd be sweet. Oh, boy. The 49ers have the worst quarterback in the league. Trey Lance or Jimmy G? Because that's up in the air. Uh, well, Trey Lance is the worst quarterback in the league that's not Deshaun Watson. Breaking news today. Give it to me. The 49ers are allowing Jimmy G to facilitate his own trade. What does that mean? Do, do, do. That means they tried and they couldn't do it, so now they're going to let Jimmy G do it. This is going to be an agent calling in favors. I don't know who Jimmy G's agent is. That's the thing I should probably know as a sports talk radio show host. Nah. But he's going to reach out to squads and be like, listen, I, you got to throw me a bone on this one, and I will make sure the next deal works out for you, I promise. Because that's how these things get done. Jimmy G, in his defense, has won 75% of all the games he's played. There's The two full seasons that he's played for the Niners, he went to the Super Bowl and the NFC Championship. That's a winner. And if he's not the best damn-looking quarterback in the league, just for the commercial value, you trade for Jimmy G. I'm going to tell you why all the hype that surrounds Trey Lance is fool's gold. Mm. I was trying to come up with a better 49ers reference. The 49ers looked for gold. I thought it was close. Yeah. After I said it out loud, I was like, people aren't going to make that connection. No, I was with you. I got it. Two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. What do we got here? Like three minutes? Five. Like four. So if you break down four minutes over James Harden's new contract. <clears throat> okay. Breaking news. Two years, 68.6 milli. A milli, a milli, a milli, a milli. That is a... What thirteen million dollar bargain? I don't think he was supposed to make right under fifty million if he opted in, and he opted out. Yeah, he opted out and said, "Build a better team around me. I'll take what's left over." That's a lot left over. I thought it would be a bigger discount. I'm being serious. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought it would be ten millions a lot. Thirteen millions a lot. I almost thought it would be like twenty though, and get like same two million, two ten million dollar guys. Yep. That's exactly what I thought. It was not. But what do I know? But still. Gas has gone down every day for like the last month. I still don't see it. It's not like he Damian Lillarded his team. <sighs> I love Damian Lillard. 61 mil. I am familiar with having a crazy boss. I can really relate to this. Crazy boss is three. Amory is my boss. That's not true. You're my daddy. Oh, boy. When it comes to NFL picks. <laughs> Amory loves the NFL so much. I do. Like, by the way, loyal listener, do you have some creepy connection with Amory? Let me tell you how to kidnap her. Yeah. You get a purple totally. van. Yep. Oh, a purple and, one. I like it. And yep. then you just, like, line the sidewalk with NFL stickers. Mm-hmm. And, you, and she's going to follow the stickers like a trail of candy and, then, and a child. And, and then, then boom. And you have the side, the creepy purple door side open. And inside, it you hang a pair. <laughs> hang a pair of yellow and purple, like, Jordan 1s. Mm-hmm. And then... And then she does that move where she slowly looks over both like shoulders, like is this safe? And then decides it's not, but still, still goes does it. it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Your fa- who's your favorite Viking of all time? Chris Carter. I would have said Eric the Red. I yeah, uh, Leif Erikson for yeah, sure. Yeah, but not even close. Yeah. Chris Carter. What? No. 
Why is that a problem? There were some cool Vikings. You could have picked Brock Lesnar. Oh, my God. Wait, was he a Viking? Oh, heck yes, he was. Yeah? War number six. Like, genetically? No. Oh, like, Brock Lesnar was an actual Viking? Yes. Not an actual Viking. An actual football player for the Why Minnesota was... Vikings. It's a trick question. It looks like an actual Viking. If I had to pick my list of favorite football players, they would all be guys who became pro wrestlers. Give me Mongo McMichael. You know, this doesn't surprise me. Larry Zonka, he was never a pro wrestler, but I really liked him on American Gladiators. Give me him. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of guys. Chris Carter is terrible in the broadcast booth, too. Also, Randy's not that great either. What? You think Randy's pretty Put good? Put some respect on it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. See That's, what I did there? Is that even Chris Carter? That is Chris Carter. I thought it was the monochromatic guy. No. I legit didn't know Brock Lesnar played for the Vikings. Why would I make up that fact? No, I just had well, to see it for myself. Well, sometimes you do, but you know. Hold up. Yeah, as a, as a liar. <laughs> name one time I've misrepresented the WWE and its greatness. I, I actually, you haven't. Also. But you do elaborate. You do. Necessarily embellish. Embellish. Yeah. Well, it's, ne- it's necessary. John Randall is the answer for real. For That's my that favorite one. defensive player of mm. all time. Favorite player. But my favorite player, 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 player is Chris Carter. That's a bad answer. Any of the only Vikings Hall of Famer? Uh, Nope. John Randall is in the Hall of Fame. Correct. <laughs> oh, just a little poke. Can you imagine me like, you know, all right, I'm like young A. Marie. I could pick any team to be a fan of. Oh, Fran Tarkington! Like, no! Also... That's not Chris Carr was the reason I became a Viking fan. I'm a big and because I'm half Minnesotan. I'm a big Adrian Peterson guy off the field. Yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, let's. Oh, I, I don't know. Are you? Don't stick to that answer. Uh, boy. <laughs> no. Let's switch the you subject. Sh- yeah, please. thank you. We met Warren Moon. He's I love a Warren jerk. Moon. He was mean to me. He's, he's uh, nice to me. No, he's, he's my Twitter friend. Super jerk. Yeah. We were at the Super Bowl, like. As far as the list of people's, including He's the nice guy who me. wanted to kill Van. Yeah. He was worse than the guy who wanted to kill Van. That is yeah, accurate. Warren Moon's good in my book. He was, super nice. he was super nice to me when I was like eight years old. Best and he was super of, mean to me when I was 39 years best, old. Best Viking of all time is Brett Favre. Wow. Two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The sports animal. 15 minutes away from Dan DePaula joining us. He's the head coach. Over the Paradise Hills Little League All-Star Softball team that is headed to Waco for the Little League World Series. We're going to talk a little bit about what the Little League World Series is for softball. And they got a uh, finish line they need to cross for some funding for the trip, man. And we're going to talk about ways to help out kids in the community. Okay. Impromptu I-9 Varsity. Today's I-9 Varsity. League Office 280 at i9sports.com. 505-312-4999. And today's varsity, because Amory keeps freaking begging us, even though it's our birthday, three-year anniversary of the show, the on varsity of Minnesota Vikings, okay? Oh, my God. Should so be very gonna, low-hanging fruit. Yeah, so we're going to put together what we believe to be the on varsity of players who have worn the uh, the Viking helmet. Would you like me to go first or last? Is this current... I will go first. I pick Fred Smoot. Fred Smoot is on my list of Minnesota Vikings. Uh, one, cool initials. Two, 
I would always get him in Madden because the computer would never sign him because he wasn't very good. And I would put him in the slot, and he was a little bit taller, and I thought he was a good player. So give me Fred Smoot. Also, avid boater. Amory? I'm sorry. I missed. So it's the top Vikings? It's uh, the I-9 varsity of Minnesota Vikings. That is correct. So, okay. So I obviously am going to go with Alan Page to start us off. Who? What? The author? No. Edgar Allan Page? Quoth the Raven. Allan Page was the first defensive player in NFL history to win the MVP award. Just to let you know. I really... Fun fact. I really like Juno. I think that was a good movie. Spent... So, give me Juno was good. <laughs> okay. Umbrella Academy, also good. Inception, very good. So, I would put that would be my order of Ellen Page movies. Okay. Alan Page. Alan. Uh, what did you say? Oh, I think you said Alan Page? We said Alan Page. Hmm. Interesting. There you go. Okay, number one on my I 9 varsity of Minnesota Vikings. Yes. How many are, am I doing, by the way? It's a varsity. Okay. The legend, probably more so known uh-huh. as an actor in TV's Hunter. Oh, this is a good answer. Yeah. And vice president on the show Frisky Dingo. That's a deep cut right there. So many opportunities to mention that. Defensive end, Fred Dreyer. Fred Dreyer. Very good answer. I have a Fred Dreyer rookie card just because he was on the show Frisky Dingo. I like that answer a lot. You're welcome. <laughs> it's true. It's a true story. I would not lie about that. That would be one of the weirdest things I've ever done to lie about. Now, his on-the-field production, I mean, not what a lot of people maybe had thought it would be, right? Okay. I mean, obviously he had an established career at Tulane, kind of a mid-round pick guy, was only with the Vikings for three years. But this dude loves boating. Give me Moel de Moore. Moel de Moore should not have been in the company that he was in, but in this I-9 varsity, the I-9 varsity in Minnesota Vikings, once you start a party with Fred Schmoot and you add Moel de Moore, well, the, I mean, the waves are, are astir in them. Anybody who rocks with Smoot yeah. knows how to get down. That's how I feel. First off, anyone who has a made-up name like Smoot, Knows how to party. Not a real name. Because he's, yeah, it's not a real name. No one else in the world has that name. No. It's an accident that he just he stood with it. Famously admitted that there were uh, 100 paid prostitutes on this party boat that the Minnesota Vikings took advantage of. And the, uh, I believe it was the summer of 2004. Hey, Marie. A hundred? There was a hundred. There was a hundred? One hundred, according to Fred Smoot. <laughs> That's like four or five too many. It was two boats, if we're being real fair. Oh, nice. Hey, Marie. Yes. I'm going Randall McDaniel. Oh, because it rhymes? That's a good answer if it's because it rhymes. Yeah. Sure I like alliteration. And one of the best Vikings of all time. He was a quarterback, too? Uh, no, he was a guard, offensive guard. Next on my list, uh-huh. the greatest single solitary Minnesota Viking of all time. 2005. Oh gosh, Basically... A human highlight reel. Uh-huh. Unarguably one of the greatest in the history of the game. Definitely the one, the best to ever put on a purple jersey. Mm-hmm. Kicker Morton Anderson. 
Such a good answer. Oh, the best. Like, he's the gosh. best. Randall Cunningham is a loser. I, uh, keep Morton going. Anderson is the best player in Minnesota Vikings history, and it's not even close. I don't know if they were sailboats on this love boat scandal, but there's a lot of quarter staffs on it, and you had to have a quarterback, and that's Dante Culpepper. Nice. Okay. So Dante Culpepper is on my list Love Dante of, of just very avid lake boatsmen. I mean Minnesota Vikings. Give me Dante Culpepper. I I like that. That I I I really enjoy that pick. Thank you, uh I didn't want to go Chris Carter right away, but I'm going Chris Carter. What? Okay. I'm not mad at that. Do you guys prefer Love Boat Scandal or Smoot Boat Scandal? Because Smoot sounds worse. A party boat. Party boat. Party boat. It's just a party boat. Okay. Where do you think Rob Gronkowski got his game from, son? All right. The Minnesota Vikings party boat. There were four players charged with uh, misdemeanors related to that event, including public intercourse with um, paid professionals. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Amory's Aware. favorite team. Although he was a one-year rental. Uh-huh. The second greatest player in oh, Minnesota boy. Vikings history. Oh, boy. Mr. Automatic. Al Del Greco. Okay, this is a good one again. Al Del Greco. I mean, that's probably the peak of Minnesota Vikings, right? Even today when you go. They nab the legend for one year. Where do they play now, Amory? one year. I'm sorry? Target Field, is that where they're at? So no, when, they play at U.S. Bank. Okay, so when you go to Target Field to watch the Vikings play, there are more Al Del Greco jerseys in the stands than anybody. Target Field's actually where the Minnesota Twins play. So that's pretty close. They're pretty close to each other, though. Did you say you missed with They're that answer? downtown Minneapolis. Nice. What they did was they flew in adult entertainers from Atlanta and Florida for this boat party. Mm. And uh, you got to have someone who can really like take control of a situation. You need a, you need Bryant McKinney. Nice. Bryant McKinney nice. was a staple on that offensive line and also racked up a ton of frequent flyer miles. When he brought in the live entertainment for the, we said it's not. Would you the like smooth, him on the show? But I, uh, there's only one topic I want to talk about if he comes <laughs> on this show. How long ago was it? 2005. Statute of limitations has lapsed. Well, no, they. You could totally talk about it. They were all already charged. <laughs> I mean, for some of the crimes. This. What they didn't find out about has the statute of limitations lapsed. The story came out because players and um, people of a certain. What verbiage should I use here? Moral level. We're engaging in acts in front of mm-hmm. like engineers and stuff. This person was like, sir, just make sure you know where the life jackets are at. Amory, can you do better than Nate Burleson? He's also on my list. Oh, big fan of him. Yeah? Yeah. Do you, uh, and, and I didn't mind when he was on the Detroit Lions as well. Do you know what he was doing on October 6, 2005? I could tell you. <laughs> I'm sure you could. I could tell you exactly where he was at. I would love to hear him. He was on one of two houseboats. Mm. Nice. It's you, so crazy. You know, a lot of these people you're naming, I am. I actually am in contact with them and could get them on here if you want. I don't know if they'll talk about the boat scandal. Though. Are there any good people in your life? Yes. Not on the Vikings. Not on this list. Yes, huh? Name four. <laughs> that were on the Vikings? 
uh, Aaron see, Henderson. See that that ellipsis? No, no, I'm, I'm saying that who are actually my friends, who are under my, who are oh, actually okay. my friends. Okay, but not Ralph Brown. Uh, no, I don't know Ralph Brown or Jermaine Wiggins or Troy Williamson. Amici's Wiggins. This is so crazy. How many people are on this thing? Travis Taylor, Kevin Williams, Lance Johnstone, Mo Williams. Willie Oford, no clue who oh, that is. Will Williams was great. Was he great? For who? Yeah, he the won- Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, and he's paid for sex. Is the wrong Mo Williams? I'm talking about um, on the field. Oh, oh, yeah, of course we can separate on the court them. or the field. Because NBA Mo Williams is better than NFL Mo Williams. Oh, uh, I was I was a big fan of uh, Mo Williams. Do you remember when all Rich these- Mo Williams? <laughs> Do you remember when all these guys cost Mike Tice his job? And then they brought in Brad Childress, and he was super successful. Oh. Mm. He did lead him to Brad the Childress. He did good lead him after, to the Good thing after that they got Zimmer. He really turned it around. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Last but not least on my I-9 varsity of Minnesota Vikings. Uh-huh. I should have ended it with Fred Dreyer. I forgot how much I love Fred Dreyer. So going back all to of his, all of his All of his weird you know, social commentary, all of his weird accoutrement that surrounds his weird life but i'm going with mostly known for nba inside stuff the host and also minnesota vikings ahmad wide receiver rashad? friggin ahmad rashad baby he's the most famous viking i would no, say so he's not fred dreyer's number one ahmad rashad's number two ahmad rashad is known worldwide brett Favre number three he's the best minnesota viking Ahmad Rashad, are we Brett talking? Favre. Are we talking about best and greatest? Yes. Again? Yeah. Now Ahmad Rashad is in the Hall of Very Famous. Yes, because he's known worldwide. From the texter, well, you can't put pictures on an I nine varsity, but there's a picture of a certain quarterback. Yes, that would make the varsity. Yes. What is that? Is was it? that was not during his Vikings played time. with the Jets. That was during oh. his Jets. Yeah. Time. Your boy Brett Favre got a uh, got sober from the pills, and he needed a new vice. You get one, so he started sending out some picks. Oh yes, of course, dong shots. Whoa, wiener picks. What? No, I don't know. I don't know what the rules are. Do I need to? The delay button is intact. We just the rule is we just can't talk about it in an act, right? Is that this? We can't say we're talking about Brett yeah. Favre doing stuff <laughs> the cleaning crew reported finding a list of things and quote never in the history of a group of people have we ever seen anything like this the, we uh, need new mops i can't imagine like amory you were legit there and at by the, the by the way now that now that we not did, at the party no at 2005 <laughs> i was at El Dorado High School here. Yeah, not at the party. But now, now that we wrapped up our answers for the I-9 varsity, yeah. you 100% stole mine. Oh, did like, I? I literally had the list of boat people yeah, pulled up. Yeah, of course. And you started with Fred Smoot, and I was like, oh, great. <laughs> I better start fresh here. It's a good varsity. It's a great varsity. Amory, whenever you're, like, dealing with these Minnesota, because that's, that's, like, part of your professional life. Mm-hmm. You just don't care about any of this stuff? Uh, what do you mean? The past? Yeah. Um, do I care about some players that got in trouble? Does that, that, like, is that what you're saying? Uh, How are you in Verbert 
How, yeah, like however you interpret that question. But like, do you like do you keep like the the moral compass? Does that does that lead you towards opinion? Um, I, I keep that in mind. Yeah, yeah. I'm hard. I can't separate that very well. Like I suck at it. I can. Yeah, yeah. I can. I could separate the art from the artist. And sometimes, like in the NFL, for example, the biggest example of all time, Mike Vick. Right? Yeah. Got in trouble. Did his time. Was reformed. He deserved a second chance. Making a good point. Yeah. But there's some crimes, i.e. the one that's in the news, Deshaun Watson, that he's going to get underpunished. And so I'm going to root against him for the rest of his life. That's different. He's going to slip slide right through the system. I don't want to punish all the other Browns players. I'm not saying organization, but like players, maybe some coaches, because whoever decided to sign Deshaun Jack, I mean Deshaun Jack, Deshaun Watson... You know? Yeah, you're right. You make a good point. Like, like I don't want to punish the whole team just because their organization picked a player that did If, if the class well. clown disrupts class and a teacher punishes the whole class, that kind of punishment never works. You just end up turning the rest of the class into criminals as you beat him up it, at recess. That's all that happens. So the Browns shouldn't have to get thrown under the bus because of one creep. On the other hand, the Texans 100% should get thrown under the bus because of one creep. Let's come back to this because I don't think you're wrong, but I want to step aside to put a little local spotlight on. Yeah, please. And Apollo will join us. His group, the All-Star Softball Team of Paradise Hills, is going to go play in uh, gonna go play in the uh, Little League World Series. What's the I'm pretty excited about that. We'll grab it. And where we get back, Dan joins the program. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Dan DePaula joins us on the program. He's the manager of the Paradise Hills Little League Major Softball Division. Dan, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Just leaving practice now. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. What do we got? Some slap bones out there? Are we laying it down? Moving, moving some, moving some runners over. What's the deal? We're working on everything. As many ground balls as we can. First and thirds. Working on our bun coverages. Just getting the girls all dialed in. Little We're PFP. doing a little bit of everything. It's all about PFP. I always, yeah, I say that all the time. Got to field your position. I like it. 14 young ladies on your team. You guys are headed to Waco. Going to play in Texas, obviously. It's the Southwest Regional Tournament. All right, to walk me through it, what makes these girls so exceptional from the area, and what's given them the opportunity to play outside the state of New Mexico? I think this is probably some of the most mentally tough girls I've ever coached. Um, they find uh-huh. ways to win. They find ways to win, whether it's through pitching, through hitting, through defense, whatever it may be. They just stay locked in. And they grind it out. They grind out wins. Some are blowout wins. Some are, you know, not as pretty. But they find a way to win, and they never quit. Couldn't couldn't say enough good things about them. Where did your passion for softball come from? I mean, it's difficult enough to be around teenage girls, but here you are leading teenage good girls. Good point. Yeah, it's uh, every day is an adventure for sure. But I've uh, <laughs> I've coached many of these girls for the last six seven years. They've grown up at my house, running around throwing water balloons, kind of doing everything. And I think this the relationship I've developed with them, just watching them grow into amazing young ladies has been uh, a lot of fun. It, it's been truly my honor, blessed to kind of just have a small part to play in this whole journey. Give me the age of these players. So we have girls that age from 10, 11, 12, and 13. So and I'll tell you what's, um, in my opinion, what's interesting about that age is uh, I broadcast collegially for New Mexico Highlands University, and softball – 
has changed from what it was 20 years ago so drastically. It's not the drag bunt that it used to be. It's not the slap and run, speedy lefty. This is kind of the most traditional style of game that you could see, and that's about the age that players start to learn it. When do they start adapting that more baseline approach to the game and start showing off their athleticism? I probably think in the last year, year and a half, um, I've seen just a tremendous amount of growth from them knowing what to do with the ball. Um, it seems like I'm coaching less, and they yeah. are just adapting to the situation because softball is so fast. But yes, yeah, a year and a half, I've seen just growth that, that I never thought I'd see at this age. When did you know you had something special on your hands? Was it at practice or the girls had to get on the field? When did you know, like, like hey, these girls might be able to take it all the way? I think at the beginning of the – well, I've always known that they were a special group. But the beginning of the year, I didn't quite know what to expect. And we were going in. Our pitching was developing. Girls were hitting into the fence. Catching was looking great. Defense was looking great. And I remember at a moment uh, talking with my coaches saying, you know what, this is, this is something kind of exciting here. We never said anything. We never told the girls that. We just started seeing some development from the younger players, the older ones, like, excelling. It was kind of just – they all brought each other up, if that makes sense. How's that shortstop, Coach? Pretty good? She's okay. She can play a little bit. She can play a little bit. Uh, her, her dad's probably too hard on her, but she, she's all right. Demi DePaula, shortstop for your All-Stars. Sorry, so as you get through, as you get through the, obviously, the league here, and are you playing over at Roadrunner Little League? Is that where the games are? Uh, no, no, we play over here at uh, Paradise Hills Little League over on the uh, the west side of Albuquerque. Oh, perfect, perfect. Um, so as you guys are playing your home games and you're playing against local talent, um, how do you know to, or excuse me, how do you look to prepare for the games in Texas? How do you how do you look to prepare against talent from outside of the state? Well, we told the girls, I said, hey, man, you guys are New Mexicans. You guys are probably going to be smaller than everybody else no matter where we play. But the good thing is, is we don't, have to tackle anybody. We just play the ball. I said, let's just take what they give us and one pitch at a time, one game at a time, and just go leave it all out there. That's, that's kind of what we tell them. I mean, size doesn't matter in, uh, in softball and baseball, which is great. You just play the ball. So this travel costs money. These tournaments cost money. Like You can't just turn this excellence on the softball field into uh, name, image, likeness deals. No, too soon. You guys might need a little help. How does the Albuquerque community help you out with your travels and this tournament expenses? So we do actually need a, a lot of help. We have uh, some of our moms that did create a GoFundMe page, and they've been working their butts off, dropping off flyers to local businesses and, and just trying to hustle to get any opportunity or any financial assistance that, that these girls can get. Um, we had a goal of $12,000 on the GoFundMe, and I think we're somewhere north of about 8500 um, people have just been super, super generous to donate, and we've been plugging it everywhere that these girls are very excited just to represent the state of New Mexico. It's a huge honor. What's after Waco? You go to Waco, you become big winners. What's the next step? The next step would then be going to North Carolina oh um, to the next section of, uh, of, of the World Series. So we've told the girls, hey, if you guys don't want to start school, let's just keep playing. Maybe your parents <laughs> let you start school late, and let's just play as long as we can. Dan, what did we miss? What didn't we highlight? What, what's jumping out at you from the team that we might not know about? Um, these girls are amazing softball players, but probably even better young ladies. And just to watch them grow, watch the community get behind them, um, the pride that they're showing 
to go and represent New Mexico is amazing. I can't speak enough to it, and it's it's all the girls. It's all the girls do, and I just I just stand at third and get sunburned, and they do all the work. I love it. You can get to the link for the GoFundMe for the All-Stars from Paradise Hills, uh, facebook.com slash talkabq. That is the two men on social media page. We put it up there on our stuffs, so it's easily accessible to our friends of the show. Van, anything? No, I think we got it covered. Love everything about it. Coach DePaul, thank you so very much for taking a little bit of time with us, and best of luck in Waco. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Go Paradise. Love that. There's something really fun to me about the like um, the growth of softball. I think I've told you this. You know, I, obviously I, I broadcast for it collegially. The games are super tight. They're played insanely well. Like, and at the D2 level, this is kind of cliche for softball and baseball. Everyone can hit. No one can pitch. Like, that's kind of like the cliche of D2 sports. Um, for the game of softball, they're all ready for that. So they know they have to go up there and just hit for an hour all the time. And they all do it with, like, an intensity. And by the way, I like a little I like a little chirping from the bench. I like a little enthusiasm. Softball players bring it. A hundred percent. They bring it. Like, sports fans, like, you know, I really enjoy watching softball, but I don't like all the chants and all the no. screaming. Get out of Get here. Out. That's the best part. Number one, you got intense competition, like the passion from the girls on the field. But, like, all that chirping, all the songs, all the clapping, all the hand jive, give me all that you got. Love all that. Grab one whenever we get back. Oh, we left a lot on the table today. So much. I want to go with this ESPYs Awards tonight. Okay. All okay. the Kind of all the categories are out. We'll pick our own winners. Also, happy birthday, everyone. The boys are three years old. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. My SB nominee for Sports Influencer of the Year, Sebastian Noel, joining the program. Sebastian, how are you? Welcome. What's up, guys? Well, A. Marie's trying to keep us in line. It's been like a real struggle, actually, if I'm being honest. She's working too hard. She, she has You to- know... She's bringing some class to your guys' program, so you guys need to embrace that. Yeah. When she's in the house, you're award-winning adjacent. Thank you. We we regularly read the texture. This is kind of the consensus of everyone. <laughs> I, I wanted to call and congratulate you guys on three years. You know, oh, you guys, have gone, you guys have gone from two friends under the influence to two sports influencers. Thank in you. a short time span of three years. Also, we haven't announced this yet, but A. Marie took the under, so she will be paying up, <laughs> and we're very well, excited. Well, that was my second question. Yeah. Since the office pool never actually had an option of three years, has everyone just refunded their money? The, uh, I, be- I believe it was refunded. No one no one picked over a year. No, no. this The pool's been over for The pools time. are in months and weeks. Yes. We're talking years it's now, hours, baby. Actually, hours. I mean, some of us got in on hours. So, very, so very yeah, mature. I would expect everyone just get refunded their money, right? The uh, how close are you to being the next head coach of the Duke City Gladiators? I would imagine I'm on the short list, right? <laughs> I would imagine, yes. I mean, it's bound to happen, right? Last man standing. Fred Griggs named head coach of the Duke City Gladiators. I saw that. Congratulations, Coach Griggs. And I put out a little feeler to try to get the story behind it, and I don't currently have it. Hmm. I don't know the change in a playoff-bound team. What's going on with the Gladiators, Sebastian? Well, first of all, you know, congratulations to Freddie. It's crazy to think about. I mean, he 
He only retired a couple of years ago. Right. When he retired, he, he led the CIF in interceptions the year he retired. And then here he is, head coach, uh, a few years later, man. That's pretty cool. That's really bad for a quarterback, but really good for a defensive back. To lead the league in interceptions? Yeah, that is correct. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Big game this weekend. They got the Arizona Rattlers, uh, but that's away, and they've kind of had the number of your boys. I mean, I mean, what's the, what's the move here, Seabass? What, what do these cats got to do to get a W in the first round of the playoffs? You know, you got to play the game, right? You gotta, that's why they play the game. You know, zero seven against the Rattlers, but you know, maybe maybe Ramon will shock the world, right? God, I believe so. I mean, the question is, can the Arizona Rattlers beat the Gladiators without cheating? That's a very good question. Yeah. Well, As I in, don't, I don't know if they can do anything without cheating. I mean, that's <laughs> kind of their way, isn't it? <laughs> With the way the current schedule is set up, it's uh, all away games for the boys throughout the run of the playoffs, uh, which makes you available for watch parties, Sebastian. Where are we taking in the Gladiators game? Well, actually, I'll be taking it in the field at the field level at the Footprint Center. I'll be sitting the road on Saturday. So, so what's up? You got room in the car? Like you need? Like uh, we trying to? Ro- what's the deal? Oh yeah, I'd love a plus one, Fred. If you're, you know, if you're free, I know your calendar is very busy. That's a lot of truth there. That's uh, it's unfortunate just how how fame and popularity has just ruined my entire hey, life. Hey, uh, you know what? Uh, you probably know this, being the voice of the uh, Highlands Cowboys and all. But little Bird told me that uh, Mr. Ramon Atkins had a little uh, XFL tryout coming up. Huh? A, little, a little inside information there. I mean, he'd do pretty good. I mean. Does does Bridge know about him? Mark Lowbridge figure out about him? Is that how this happened? You know, he's he's impressive, man. You stand next to him makes you feel bad about yourself, doesn't it? <sighs> oh, just being all super athletic and tall and handsome and Apeable. smart and funny yeah. and nice. Proving you can do it at every level. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, signing autographs. He's you know, the kids love him. He he is, you know, unfairly good looking, tall, athletic. It's you know, yeah, he makes you kind of question yourself when you're standing next to him. There's a reason all three of us are behind the microphone. It is um, absolutely. It's not because we can. It's because we can't. We can't actually contribute on the field. The The best looking of us three is still a four. Oh yeah, all three of us together are Ramon Atkins good looking. This combined, yes. He does win the number 10, boys, eh? Hey, winners. That's how I see it. There, yesterday's varsity. Sebastian Noel, you're the absolute best. Hey, you know, I, I would say here's to another three years, but that can't possibly happen. That, okay. All right, put money down. <laughs> put money where that mouth is. Don't, don't get gambling. Hey, uh, I'll start doing it. Here's a, here's a little insider baseball for everyone. When we first started the TV show years ago, we reached out to Sebastian to do, like, a high school spotlight on football. And as we're talking to Sebastian, he's, like, rolling. He's, he knows all the stats. He's got statistics, voice of, of NFHS forever, all this stuff in Albuquerque. And I say, so it's pronounced look. Quava? <laughs> Sebastian's like, yeah, yeah. Got a long way to go here, friend. And oh, man. Here we are. Sebastian, there th- you are. <laughs> thanks, brother. All right, well, be good, boys. He said, appreciate you. Good dude. Such a super good dude. I had a, a breaking the fourth wall moment. Yeah. We had a Friends of the Show show yeah. last Thursday. Sebastian was one of uh, my honored guests. And uh, I, I let the the audience, let the friends of the show know that he's practically our ghostwriter. Oh yeah! When he listens in, he gives us great commentary. 
But mostly what he does is give us horrible jokes and observations. That cannot make it to the air. And will never make it on air. Oh. And we got to reword them. Yeah. And flip them backwards. And then possibly they make it on air. And a couple of my notes you put, there were things down, twist it in, reverse it. From Sherman Yemen to Flang Dang. That is very correct. We'll go to break just a minute early and we'll hit the Aspies on the way out. Cool? Deal. Sick. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. SB nominations. The SB awards are tonight. There's one SB moment that really matters. It's the Jim Valvano speech. Everything else kind of missed me. Whatever. Whenever I'm down in the doldrums, yeah. Jimmy V speech puts things into perspective. I highly recommend you listen to it if you don't know what we're talking about. Everyone should know. Best athlete, men's sports, your nominees. Steph Curry, Aaron Rodgers, Shohei Otani. Who is Connor McDavid? <coughs> the hockey, hockey guy. player. Yeah. Okay, so the nominees are Steph Curry, Aaron Rodgers, and Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani. Who do you got? Yeah, Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani. Shohei. Shohei should win the MVP award every year he's healthy. He should win that best athlete on the planet he's the only every guy, year he's healthy. He's the only guy on this list that plays offense and defense. The entire world yeah. cheers for him. It's Shohei Otani. Yes, Shohei Otani. Hey, Marie, who you got? 100%, even though for good radio I should say something else, but um, for best athlete, absolutely. Yeah, not even close. We all know Steph Curry doesn't play defense. Aaron Rodgers obviously doesn't play defense. No. Connor McDavid. Well, we took him off the list. Because he doesn't count because you don't know who sports. he is. You're yeah. not a big hockey guy? So, well, I'm, no one is And when that. did the Houston Oilers move to Edmonton? I thought they moved to oh, Tennessee. God. My high school team was the Oilers. Is that similar? Is that your high school team, too? I, it very well could be. What I, are the odds? If we had hockey in high school, it's not a thing I would have been aware of. Best athlete, women's sports. Katie Ledecky. Katie Ledecky. Is she on the list? She is on the okay, list. Okay, good. That's my answer. It's the only answer. Okay. None of these other people do I even know. Amory. There's a gal. Why are you going for Katie? Oksana She's Masters. the most dominant female athlete in the history of the world. I'm Correct. pretty sure Universe probably, they, too. You already have a widescreen TV. You have to have an extra widescreen TV to watch her race because she's so far ahead of everyone. Oh, Steph Curry's already poking out LeBron on the ESPYs, just to let you know. Nice. Yeah, well, um, I'll catch the uh, highlights. I'll, 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 go Kate, uh, I'll go Candace Parker. Candace Parker is on the list, but she is not the winner. Best breakthrough athlete, Trinity Rodman. No clue who that is. Literally Dennis Rodman's daughter. Nice. Yeah, she's dominating women's soccer. Is it Madonna's daughter, too? Probably. Eileen Goo. Jonathan Taylor, let's go. Ja Morant. And we're all going to say JT, right? Yeah, it's Ja Morant. Oh, not Justin Timberlake of the Memphis Grizzlies? That's not what you were talking no, about, Jonathan, JT? What, what? You love Jonathan Taylor from Indianapolis Colts. Not as much as I love John Morant, though. He's, oh, I love John Morant, too, though. It's a close Dennis one. Rodman didn't get the credit he deserved, so I'm going to choose his daughter. Okay. Who's dominating the sport. Trinity Rodman's my answer. I, I want to see what this skier is all about. If A. Marie is my daddy, John Morant's my father. Fair. Mm, interesting. Best record-breaking performance. Steph Curry passes Ray Allen for most three-pointers. Jocelyn Alo breaks Lauren Chamberlain's home run record for most Division One dongers. Allison Felix, track and field, won her 11th career medal, surpassing Carl Lewis for the United States track and field record. Tom Brady becomes the NFL all-time passing yards leader. 
overtaking Drew Brees. Steph Curry. No. Passes Ray Allen for most three-pointers made in NBA history. That's literally number four of this list. Amory, I hate to break it to you, but one of these guys is named Tom Brady. Correct. And Tom Brady is Tom Brady, Tom Brady. And we all Best record-breaking performance? Yes. No. Brady, Tom, Tom Brady, Brady. Yeah. Brady, Tom, 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 Tom Brady. he's going to break all the records. He's been in the league for a million years. And side note. Brady, Tom. Took Drew Brees off of the throne. Tom Brady. And we all hate Drew Brees. Tom Brady, Tom Brady. Best championship performance. Miguel, you're talking about Mikhail Gorbachev's love child, Drew Brees? Yeah. that what you're talking about? That's literally yes. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Nice reference. Deep cut. I hope you liked it. Cooper, all right, best championship performance, Cooper Cup of the Los Angeles Rams. I guess that was in the Super Bowl, I'm assuming. Juliana Pena. Oh, my goodness. Who I know beat up another gal to get a, a trophy. Mm-hmm. That's a belt. Did we interview Juliana Pena? Oh, my gosh. I've never seen anyone prettier in person Yeah, in my entire life. I got to choose the person that we interviewed. So you could read off the rest of them. Max Verstappen. <laughs> he's an F1 driver. He's not going to win. And Cole McCarr plays for the Colorado Avalanche. Nah. All right. The answer here is Juliana Pena. Yes. Get to take the belt. Nunez could not be beat. She was unbeatable. That's right. what people said. And you know who, you know who did? Pena. Pena. Pena beater. Pena. And Cooper Cup, he's only on this list because Odell Beckham Jr. got hurt, and he was well on his way to Super Bowl MVP. Wait, hold on. You know what I just realized? What's that? We forgot to give away Wiz Khalifa tickets, didn't we? Did we? We'll give away two tomorrow. So four (laughs) Wiz Khalifa tickets. Tomorrow. Unless you call the show right now. Okay, you got. If you're catching the program right now. You got seven minutes. 505-246-0610, 505-246-0610, Wiz Khalifa tickets. Two of them. Two of them. I believe it's August the 2nd. Whenever it is. I had a note right here, too, but we went along with Jay Lewis because it was such a good little interview. Who's joining us on the program? John better be. If he's giving spoilers to the ESPYs, well, that's actually okay. I'm not going to go home and watch them. Welcome to the show, John. There's no way I can ever spoil it. Because <laughs> it started off spoiled. I am, you know, verbally correct because, come on, man, you're on the air. Don't drop no F-bombs. Please don't. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to say, man, that interview you guys played ah, about 30-something minutes ago with the uh, head coach for the girls' softball team. Yeah, damn Man, that was an awesome interview. Oh, thank you, Jay. Oh, thanks, man. And, you know, as you guys know, or maybe you don't know, but I'm a veteran, and I go up to Bullhead Park up here. That's in the southeast part of Albuquerque. It's by the VA hospital. Very familiar. They have, like, four or five, you know, softball fields. And every weekend, bro, Saturdays usually – and it's like five different girls' teams yep. of softball. And these girls are like 12, 13. Man, it is so awesome to go there and just watch a good stuff. These girls are badass. They, you're mean, right. Playing until the sunset's really out there. And uh, it's I, we've talked about this a lot. It's my favorite collegiate sport. It's not even close. The intensity, yeah. the level of competition. The, and for yeah. me, a big one, pace of play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Softball's fast, and I enjoy it. Yeah, this is like fast pitch. And I'm like, good Lord, the girl just threw a 55-mile-an-hour slider. I mean, I'm like, whoa. From from 44 feet away. And, you know, um, 
But on another note, uh, let's switch from softball to the Major League Baseball games. Uh, I'm a Dodger fan, true and true, 100%. Love it. And right now my Dodgers, I think they're still in first. You're yeah, correct. Yeah, very comfortably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they're chasing the Giants. So, oh, man, you got the D-backs, you got the Giants, you got the Dodgers, the Padres. I love it, man. Baseball is like my number one sport, period. Uh, you're calling into the right show. Yeah. We're both homers here. Twelve and a half games out in front of the Giants or the Dodgers right now, 16-30 on the season. And if you put any money outside of L.A. and New York, the Yankees yeah. for the AL, um, that's a bad bet. And it will be the best World Series possible with the Los Angeles Dodgers and the New York Yankees this year. Man, I couldn't have said it better. John, you're the man. Love you guys. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you. Thanks, John. Yeah, man. Good dude. Yeah, good call. Wiz Khalifa tickets are gone? Yeah. They went, I see a lot more people are calling. <laughs> <laughs> Wiz Khalifa tickets are gone. You're going to have to wait till tomorrow as we're giving away two more live from Top Golf. Oh, you, oh live from Top Golf. Yeah. Hey, nice. I got to take a day off, and you're at Top Golf? Yep. Coincidental, huh? Sorry, buddy. So dumb. Best comeback athlete of the year Clay Thompson, Trey Mancini. Uh, Diamond to Shields, Joe Burrow. Diamond to Shields? Yeah, Is that like a SoundCloud rapper? Uh, plays with the Phoenix Mercury. Got a lot of playing time because um, their center was overseas. The answer is Trey Mancini. He beat cancer. Yeah, that's the answer. He beat cancer and was an all-star. We're not talking wow. about ACLs here. Yeah. We're, I mean, we know what we're talking about. <laughs> that's the whole thing. Best play of the year. That corner kick by Megan Rapino. Big fan. Tucker's 66-yard field goal. John Morant's poster, which if you don't remember, you're not going to vote for it, but kind of maybe go, oh, John Morant's my father. And I don't know who Hansel Emanuel is, so take that one off my list. Well, um, don't take it off the list because he's going to win. Hansel, ironically named Hand Hansel Emanuel, is the, the one-armed basketball player. Oh, I do know who that is. Like a human highlight. Yeah, reader. he wins. So Hansel Emanuel, the, the one that they're yep. talking about here, is like he was getting trash-talked yep. by a guy in the stands, and he did this amazing windmill dunk. He did this amazing windmill dunk and just handed the ball to the guy trash-talking to and him. Then, well, it's the play of the year. Literally handed it to him. Hey, Marie, best team of the year. Golden State Warriors, Chicago Sky, Atlanta Braves, L.A. Rams, Oklahoma Sooners, Georgia Bulldogs, Colorado Avalanche. Um, best team? Best team. I'm going Colorado Avalanche. You would have to because you can't name a single player on it. So I guess by definition. Uh, yes, I can. Ryan Murray. Sounds new. There it is. The name of your husband does not count. That's not my name of my husband. <laughs> Could be. The, the Colorado Avalanche, I also picked them up um, from the, um, New Jersey. So let, let me tell you something. You lost me <laughs> go a little bit. Go Abs, go. You lost me a little bit on that sorry, one. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm into it. It's not the Golden State Warriors because they only have one player. I think it's the Atlanta Braves. They have more than one player. Who? Golden State? Yeah. Oh, I can't name them. I think all the adversity the Atlanta Braves had to face last yes. year made them the best team. A lot team. of great teams. Skipping yeah. the Olympic categories. Skipping best game. That's stupid. College athletes don't Is count. Best game? Yeah, they have best game on here. I mean, I Kansas City Chiefs defeat Buffalo Bills in overtime at the UFC game. Eh. Do they have any sports adjacent awards? Yeah, WWE, are you ready? So, (laughs) 
the best WWE moment of the year. Do you guys think it was when Brock Lesnar won the Royal Rumble? Maybe. You, go crazy. When you Bianca Belair won the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania. John Cena returning at Money in the Bank. Ronda Rousey returns four months after giving birth to win the Royal Rumble, surprisingly, as an entrant. Do you think it's that? How about when WWE welcome back fans for the first live crowd ever? since the pandemic oh i don't know stone cold steve austin stunning vince mcmahon austin theory and pat mcafee what like there's a lot of options here oh man what are you gonna is, pick well are, I, are any of them is asuka in any of them roman reigns defeats brock lesnar at wrestlemania to win both the universal and wwe championship cody rhodes returning to wwe at wrestlemania the miz Turns on Logan Paul at WrestleMania. Did you mute my mic? I feel like you muted my mic. <laughs> Becky Lynch yeah. returns to SummerSlam. The Undertaker inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Amarie didn't mute your mic. That was the will of the friends of oh. the show coming together all at once. Happy birthday. Three Thanks years old. Be a part of it. It's our Leather Daddy birthday. That's, stop saying Leather Daddy. <laughs> Wait, what? Is that not the right one? It's not like a case you put on a notebook. Third anniversary is the leather anniversary. This live, is our leather daddy anniversary. Live from Top Golf tomorrow. Amory, you're hosting the morning show? Yes. Go to bed. Okay. Van, any final words? Too much for the time allotted, my friend, but whatever we didn't cover, make sure you just check out A. Marie tomorrow all by yourself on the opening drive. Is that true? You by yourself? I'm with Andrew Shabbat out of Chicago. He's very good. Okay. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow from Top Golf, Burke.